Hey guys, James here. Uh, just letting you know that this episode is way longer than usual. Um, we did a really long review of Logan, uh, and we've caught up talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, so just a heads up, it's going to be slightly edited. Uh, we did, uh, in particular, there's one thing we did, like this Harry Potter quiz, which was loads of fun, but kind of didn't fit into context with the rest of the show. So we're going to cut it out, uh, and what I'm going to do is going to tack it on at the end of the show. So once the show's done, if you want to listen to the quiz we did, uh, just wait a few seconds and it'll pop in. Um, but if not, you obviously don't have to listen to it either. But, uh, so if you notice any cuts, that's what it is. Um, alright, enjoy the show. And here we go. We're on a mission from God. You're a wizard, Harry. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win. Speak up, I'm wearing a towel. Oh. <sighs> Smash. Shh, get started. Welcome to Past the Remote, I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are my wonderful co-hosts, Tina Harrisonators. Hello! And Nicholas Owen. Good evening. You know, I almost introduced the wrong podcast, that's why I stopped, I was like, oh, what is Every it? time I think you're going to say, welcome to That's What She Said. I know, I get that stuck in my head as well. <laughs> Um, that was catchy. That was a catchy title. That's what she said. It was, yeah. It was. Sorry, guys. That's fine. Pastor Mike's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, shh, it's starting. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to interrupt you. How's the, uh, how's the week been, guys? Busy. Busy? First yeah. week back at uni, so got some delicious homework to do. Dr. Nick, bacon surgery. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been busy as well. We had some big, uh, big stuff last week, like Dr. Strange came out. Doctor Strange and the Switch as well. Nintendo Switch, which I am loving. Yeah, um, loving, loving. Um, it's really affecting my movie watching. Actually, oh really? Have you cut playing. down? No, I'm still I think three behind. So I think by the end of this week, by the end of like this coming Sunday, I'll be back on top of things. I think, but it just took a little while. Yeah, it is very ambitious though. A movie, one movie every day. Yeah, for I think I'm like three behind. I think I'm a, I'm a 63. Yeah, I think today's a day 66. I feel like once you get behind by about six or seven though. So well, I really do have tough. a couple of weeks of annual leave up my sleeve, and I know at some point I'm going to want to take a week off, probably around the middle of the year to kind of catch up. Yeah. Like, I'd like just to catch my breath, but that'll also be like catch up on movie watching. Yeah. But at least I'm going to the gym. Like, that's one thing I was like, if I'm going to watch like a 365 movies this <laughs> yeah. year, I can't, like, I've got to be doing exercises while yeah, somehow. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. And Tanya, your week? Busy, 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 busy. So, we're currently auditioning students for our production at school, so. Let's just say pretty much every single night at work has been till five thirty, six o'clock sort of thing. Mm. So very tired, very you busy. You work in retail hours. Yeah. yeah. That's a re- there's a reason why I didn't want to work in retail anymore. <laughs> um, cool. So we do have a, a review this week, but I thought before we jumped into that, um, Today, as Tina reminded me, uh, is International Women's Day. Yay! Huzzah! Well done. And I didn't forget it because I hate women or because I was <laughs> like, oh, when's International Men's Day? I just forget everything. Like, I well, it's, to, be, to be honest, it's not, what, it's not one of the days that's... No. It's not like up there with... It's like International Children's Day. Yeah, like maybe... Like maybe yeah. uh, it's not like Mother's Day or Christmas no. Day. In the future, it'll gain a bit more recognition, but... To be honest, I was I woke up and was like, oh, that's what today is, you know. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't like, 
I only knew because um, of two reasons. One was at a staff meeting yesterday. They talked about it and they had kids do interviews and stuff like that, which <laughs> ended up quite funny, to be quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's because it's written in my school diary that's already like pre-printed. So I didn't write it in there. Somebody, yeah. like the, the company wrote it in there, sort of thing like that. That's good. Um, but yeah, then I, I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. And I'm a day. woman, yeah. it's my own day. It's like forgetting your birthday. I know. Um, Where's my presents? I made dinner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, would you like some water? No, I'm <laughs> from my water bottle. Mm. <laughs> I give you air from my lungs. What an intimate gift. What an intimate gift. Uh, and so Tina said this morning, she was like, we should do like a topic like for International Women's Day. Yeah, like top five female characters or something. And of course, we already have a top five, but I thought if you wanted to open the show with it, we could just talk about like. Like Our in, best female like characters. strong female characters or actresses that mm, we just like. You know, we actresses. could kind of bring it up. Oh, um, I've got so many. Put you on the spot. Well, we'll just go around maybe a couple of rounds and just mm. do a few. Um, so I'll start off with maybe the strongest girl, Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Huge, yep. huge fan of Supergirl. I mm. think, and that show's really, like a really strong, not feminist show. Like, I think it started off kind of trying to push the feminist agenda, but it's just all about... It's a real equality kind of show. It's all about, like, everyone's accepted, and, you know, mm. girls can be heroes, and, you know, boys can, you know, save girls, and girls can save boys, and all this stuff. Um, and I think she's also, like, a really good role model and stuff, so Supergirl is an yeah, inspirational absolutely. woman. Um, I would say, uh, in terms of character, shall we do characters first? And I, then think, we sure. yeah, I think roles, like, like female roles. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fir- No, I have three. Now, now I'm thinking about it. It's like, there's so many. <laughs> we'll just do one, and we'll come back. <sighs> Now I've got four. Just uh, five. Oh my god. Okay, so well the first one. I'll do the first one that came to my head, and that is Katniss Everdeen. Okay. Uh, because um, there's just this one beautiful shining moment for me in um, Mockingjay um, in the book mm-hmm. uh, because you know YA fiction is very much like. Uh, teenagers and teenage boys and oh my god sort of thing like that and so you really need someone to cut through all the crap basically and um, you know if, if you've read the Hunger Games books or if you've seen the movies you know that Katniss has got two guys on the go she's got Peter and she's got Gail basically um, and there's this beautiful shining moment in in Mockingjay when like you know Peter and Peter and Gail, for lack of a better term, both have their dicks out in terms of testosterone. Levels. Oh, it's like, no, they don't actually I like, I have don't their dicks that, out. The but they're all like, like oh, you know, I'm going to have Katniss. No, I'm going to have Katniss. And they're fighting over Katniss and all this kind of stuff like that. And she has this beautiful moment where she just thinks to herself, you know, she, ultimately she's going to have to pick between the two of them. And then she just thinks to herself, you know what? If, and she goes, it's something along, along the lines of, you know, and she thought if she if she needed either of them and then she was just like i don't i don't need either of Mm -hmm. them like they could both just fuck off right now and it doesn't matter to me because all i need is myself and like my sister and my family sort of thing like that and i was just like boom that's how you do it bitch (laughs) Uh, not that i condone calling other women bitch because that's one thing that i don't like uh female character probably two growing up would have been uh, Lois Lane in all the mm. incarnations, which yeah. my first exposure to was Terry Hatcher, <laughs> um, but she sort of kicks a bit more ass in the more recent films. She um, also just sort of is just appeared on Supergirl. Oh, did she really? Yeah, she just uh, came back. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably 
my all-time favorite female character would be Hermione. Or I was waiting Hermione. to pop up. Yeah. Hermione, yeah. Um, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I mean, Hermione's a bit of a funny one. Mm-hmm. Hermione's a bit of a funny character because she absolutely is, you know, strong and independent and, and loyal and kind and giving and a fantastic friend and, and all of those wonderful things. But sometimes you kind of go, and it's got nothing to do with, you know, her being a girl or being a woman or whatever. But sometimes you think to yourself, is Hermione just a plot, sometimes just a plot point? Sometimes just like that, that thing, like the library to mm. help you gain information and mm. gain knowledge. Like an exposition yes. thing. Yes. Sort of thing like that. So she sometimes every once of, in a while I kind of feel maybe that. Maybe she's, she's used as that occasionally, but I think like... Mm. They also utilize her as like she's clearly the most intelligent of yeah. the three and stuff like that. And she mm. she often has a lot like comes up with a lot of the plans and stuff. So mm. and also it sticks with her character. Like she should know that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like whilst it is kind of convenient sometimes to use her mm. as a plot device, mm. I don't think that detracts from her character. Mm. She probably read about it in One Hogwarts of the, yeah, history. That's right. <laughs> One of the things that I love about Hermione is though that um, you know right from the get go of being first year at Hogwarts. She gets so much shit from everybody. Like, you know, everybody calls her a know-it-all. Like, they say she gets... Ron calls her at least once a week a mm. know-it-all. Mm. You know, she gets mocked. She gets teased. She really doesn't have any friends other than the boys. I mean, you're going to be friends with Lavender Brown and Pavati? Please. <laughs> mm. Sort of thing like that. And so, like, you know, that would... A lot of... In the real world, you know, a lot of girls would feel really intimidated by that and feel that they would need to change themselves mm. in order to fit in mm. with a clique and with a group sort of thing like that. What I love about Hermione is that she doesn't... She doesn't care. She's mm. like, no, I'm still going to be nerdy, you know, answering all the questions, studying really hard person because at the end of the day... You know, that's who I am, and that's I'm here to learn magic. You know, mm. I'm not here to make out with boys. Mm. Although she does a fair bit of that as well. Oh yes, not she a does. fair bit, but a, a, a reasonable amount. Um, are we still doing characters? Are we doing actors, or what do you guys want to do? Oh, uh, really? I don't know. I'm going to do one more round of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two go hand in hand. I'm going to say the two Stark sisters, Arya and Sansa. Mm. Uh, Arya, just for being so headstrong and literally being like, I can do whatever I want. You know, and. I can swing a sword. I can, you know, why do I have to knit clothes and whatnot? Mm. Um, and go, like, literally being the best part of a buddy cop film I want to see, which is her and the hound. Yeah. Um, but just kind of kicking ass and taking names and never taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's a really strong female character. And then Sansa, who I think a lot of people kind of consider a bit of a wet blanket and kind of like, you know, it's her fault all of these things happened. Mm, but I think part of being strong mm-hmm. is suffering silently. And, yeah. you know... And knowing when, not, like, being... Being that manipulative, knowing when to come forth and stuff mm. like that, and when to just sort of go, okay, I'm just going to assess this situation. Mm. And like the last season was definitely full of great moments, mm. but one of those that stood head and shoulder above the, the rest is watching her smile as like her kidnapper and you know prison guard mm. is devoured by dogs and stuff, mm. and that's all because you know. Like a, a pl- like part of her planning and stuff. So, mm. um, I think she copped a lot of kind of 
poor attention at the start of the show, but she really has become like a really strong. But that's the thing as well. Like she's grown as well because mm. like at the start of the show, she's what fourteen. Mm. So she's got the objectives of a fourteen-year-old girl, mm-hmm. sort of thing <clears> like that, and it just goes to show like how much she's grown and how much she's developed and everything. Um, my my next one is two, and the reason it's two is because they played an equally um, equal role in my um, growing up. And that is Pocahontas and Mulan. Oh, great choice. Especially I know, Mulan. right? Oh, my God. Like, these two women, um, not only is it A, fantastic because they're based on real people, um, but it's just like they just <laughs> completely made my childhood. Like, before Harry Potter came along, I was obsessed with Pocahontas. I wanted to be Pocahontas. I grew corn in my backyard to be <laughs> like Pocahontas. <laughs> Um, never actually got any corn. It only ended up being like about five centimeters tall. Um, but that's the thing. Like I was obsessed with, with just who they were, just how like they fought for what, what they thought was right. You know, especially like Mulan, she comes from a culture where it's, you must, you know, follow the male. You're not allowed to dress up as a male. You, You dishonor your father. You dishonor this and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she just went, no, because you know what, at the end of the day, like my father is who I love and I can't bear to see him die. And like, if that means that I dress up as a dude, like who fucking cares? You know, I'd rather dress up as a dude than see my father die and never see him like again, Mm -hmm. sort of thing like that. So just amazing. Just like fantastic, brilliant characters and brilliant characters that don't get enough recognition. Mm. Like, when we went to Disneyland, James, there was no Pocahontas stuff. Mm. Like, no Pocahontas... Like, forget about Barbie dolls, forget about toys, forget about that sort of memorabilia, which is, like, toys, because it's mainly taken up by Frozen and by the main princesses. But not even, like, little things, like pins or lanyards or pencils. Yeah. But we did also anything like kind that. of discover and talk about why Pocahontas maybe getting less... And like isn't that so stupid? Well, I think it's because Disney's take on the character was maybe insensitive considering the hor- horrific history of Nature that character. Nature of it, of yeah, that character. that's exactly right. But um, the thing the, is, like... Native American. But, uh, but no, I think the like, other thing po- is, is so that... So, Pocahontas, and I hate to say it in front of you again, Tina, I know you hate hearing this version of mm-hmm. it, it... You know, in the cartoons, a love story. She falls in love with the white man, John Smith, goes away. And in reality, she wasn't an adult who fell in love with the man. She was a child or like a very early teenager mm. who was abducted and beaten and raped and stuff. Oh, like, it's okay. a really mm. horrible story. And I think it was just one of those ones where like... It's one of the few Disney stories where I think people just kind of like, you got way wrong. Like, I think that's part of the reason why it hasn't... Oh, uh, they're just trying to phase it out, do they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Mm. Whereas a lot of the other ones, it's like for the most part, Disney has been... Fairly accurate at this story time. They do change some things. Like, mm. those original Grimm fairy tales are grim. Like, they really are, like, really dark and horrible. So they do change them for the, mm. the tone of it for but kids. I also, but... but I also <clears> think <throat> that part of it comes down to um, the lack of representation of, of um, Native American Indians in American culture. Mm. Just like how there's a lack of representation of Aboriginal people in our culture... Mm sort of thing you know it's it there's a lack of representation of native american indians and that like okay if if, if that's what pocahontas is about mm. um create another native because that was 1995 mm. 
that's that right. movie came out. Create another one about Native American Indians. Mm. Um, you know, you could do it about who was the other the girl. Um, starts with S. I can't remember. It's not Sasquatch, in, but in my head I've got Sasquatch. Oh, um, Sakajawea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sakajawea. Do it about Sakajawea or something mm. like that. You know, she was nothing bad happened to her that I can mm. think of mm. that I know of. And she was incredibly helpful and all this kind of stuff like that. So it's the lack of representation of national, national, Native American Mm. Indian at all, male or female, Mm. in American culture. And you see the same thing with Aboriginals in the Aboriginal culture. I'm going on a rant now, I know. Mm. But also, there was a lack of Mulan stuff Mm. as well. There was only one Mulan thing and it was a pin Mm. and I bought it and that was it. And so again, it's a lack of of representation of differing cultures within um, the memorabilia and within all of that sort of stuff like that. So that needs to be more prominent. I think part of the problem as well is that we're talking about a company like Disney who had to bow to the cries of, you know, white parents. Yeah. That's that's what it is, unfortunately. But they are getting better. Like something like a movie like Moana, which is... Very culturally diverse, mm. which is all about, you know, Polynesian. Oh, and look at the princess and the frog. You know, mm. you've, your princess is a black princess. Yeah, so we are heading back in the right direction, I think. So you oh, might absolutely. see. And they did make a sequel to Pocahontas as well. So yeah. I think we might see, you know, in the future a little bit more. Um, Abs- I'm not saying that there's an issue in the movies. I'm saying no, there's no. an issue in the representation yeah. in, in the memorabilia. Mm. It would be good to see, you know, Mulan and Pocahontas be included when it comes to talking about the princesses. Mm. Well, they are, like you see, they're doing all these live action Disney adaptations. Yeah. Now, and they are talking about Mulan. Oh, so. it's going to be so good. Yeah. I mean, just quick side note, I'm not getting distracted. Who should they cast as Mulan? Oh, I don't know. Okay. What about. Because oh, I don't know Kidman. any I don't know any Asian actors, really. I'm trying to think. Like, She's in Mulan Rouge. Devonair, yeah, yeah, I really like. She was um, Miho in Sin City. I like her a lot. And then Jamie Chung, I think, was in the second one. I'm trying to think of other Asian actors. There are a few like out that are pretty good and stuff. Maggie Q. Maggie Q. Who's How? Maggie Q? She was in Nikita, I think, and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Kelly Hu, who was um, who? Lady Deathstrike in X-Men 2. She was the female Wolverine in that. Um, there are plenty of great Asian act- actresses out there. Oh, yeah. I just don't know a lot yeah. of them. I reckon you'd recognise Maggie Q. I reckon you know what they'll do. I reckon they'll go with an unknown, go younger. Yeah. That's Maggie Q. I do not recognise her. Was she in... Was she in? Uh, more, most recently, she's in um, that White House drama with Keeper Sutherland. No. Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Lone Survivor. Oh, okay. sure. yeah. oh. Designated Survivor, sorry. Do you hate, I know, I'll just get started again, that now there's like a, a history in IMDb. So, like, when you go to search at some point, there's like a whole list of things you've lost. Oh, I just noticed I that. I constantly have to clear it. I'm like, oh my god, god yeah. this is so annoying. Um, I don't like any internet history. Yeah. <laughs> Too incriminating? Yeah. Nick, yeah. it's International Women's Day. <laughs> You're like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what was your, your I'll, second I'll wrap mine up with a combined one of my favourite characters and uh, actresses. It would be Pam slash Jenna Fisher. Mm. Yeah. I think she's yep. one of my all-time favourite characters who I just fell in love with as a teenager first watching mm. that show. I reckon I would have been... I would have started watching it at about season three or four when that was out. So, mm. what, I mean, I would have been 17. And you know what's fantastic so, about yeah. her? She's not like the strong female lead sort of thing like that. She's a, she's just... Yeah. She's very real. Yeah. I, I feel like she becomes, you know, like in around season three when she dumps uh, Roy mm. and mm. she starts to get a bit of agency. Um, so, yeah, so, mm. I'm a big fan. Cool. Cool. I mean, we could do this forever. I just keep thinking more. So now we're things. just thinking, talking about actors, yeah? Mm. Oh, we can do that if you want. 
Um, I was gonna. We're just gonna do one after each, aren't we? Where we sure. Well, let's go with. Three? Let's go. I'm gonna. I mean, we've already mentioned a character, but Emma Watson. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Mm. Well, we can just have Emma Watson, like. Super... She's just awesome. Mm. Emma Watson's just amazing. She's somehow getting posher. She's like have every. You she's like. Everything I want to be. When she speaks now, she's like female Hugh Grant. Oh, she's just like... I <laughs> oh, wish, excuse me. Um, I just yeah, it's like that. She's like, I could, oh, you know I'm what? I'm not so sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon if there was one person on the face of the planet that I could meet, other than... See, this is the thing. Obviously, you would say... I would say Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. But yeah. I think that if I met Daniel Radcliffe, I'd be like... Ah, <laughs> too much. And mm. it would just like... It would be the worst experience of life. You know how they say never meet your heroes? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what it would be. Like. Whereas I think me, Emma so. Watson, yeah, that's true. Whereas I think Emma Watson, you let that like, go far too easily. She'd, she'd just be like, "Oh, oh yeah, hello, how Tina? Are you going? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll just have a sit and have a talk, yeah. and then we just Tea? talk, and then we're yeah. like, oh my god, like the he for she thing, and like the feminist book club, and blah blah blah, and just like she's like so on my page, like everything that mm. she says, I'm like, yes, mm. that's exactly right, that's right, do it." Have you? Oh, on a on a side note, have you guys seen the Ellen uh, talking in Emma Watson's ER prank? No. Oh, it's really good. So like Emma Watson's like in this little room, and you know how Ellen does like an in ear piece, and mm. she Emma Watson has to do everything that Ellen asks her to do and say everything that mm. Ellen tells her to say. It's really quite funny. It's really good. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, just like sorry, I I completely steam. Well, that's okay. You've definitely got more points than I do. <laughs> but um. Just, you know, she's just, like, a really good person. Mm. And even, like... And you can tell that she's got flaws, and you know that she's got flaws, but at Does the same she? time... Yeah, like, no one's perfect. She's sort probably of thing. killed a few people. She probably <laughs> murdered a couple of people here and there. Um, but she would have done it nicely. Yeah, she would have. You know? Uh, so I just think she's, like, an awesome human being. And, like, Jennifer Lawrence, I'd say, is also... Another awesome, fantastic human being who really has her head screwed on right, like is totally proactive when it comes to like women's rights and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I, I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you about Jennifer Lawrence, okay. just in the spirit of debate, because I think mm. she's great at acting. Don't get me wrong, that mm. I got no complaints there. But I reckon that she became too big, too young, mm. and I reckon her like kooky personality like took over. I think it was just a case of like her personality wasn't set when she became really, really famous. Yeah. And then like she's like she's too kooky, and I don't believe anyone is that kooky. Is that kooky? So that's yeah. that would be my like it's not really complaint. Sh- I think she might put it on, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that was true. that would be my only complaint. But she does fight like for instance, she is on the side of like um uh women's pay in the acting yeah. industry and all mm. that sort of stuff like that. Mind you, can I just say though, like people are still getting paid millions of dollars in the acting industry. Um, But I totally agree with Jennifer Lawrence and the fact that, you know, women and male actors are both doing the same job, so they they Mm. should, therefore, they should receive the same pay. And also, women are incredibly more scrutinised than men in terms of the acting, Um, uh, in terms of, like, physically the way that they look and stuff like that. There is definitely... That's not saying that there isn't scrutiny for guys, because there is. I mean, you look at... um, Freaking, what's his name? Uh, Andy from from Chris. Chris, what's his name? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Look at Chris Pratt. 
you know, look at... Um, I don't think he was ever scrutinised, was he, for his appearance? No, but, like, it's things like, you know, you're forced to you're forced to diet and exercise. Oh, but he, he wasn't. Roles like that and he everything. He wasn't, though. Like, he wasn't forced to no, diet No, so um, he actually wasn't considered... So this is going way off topic. Mm. But when um, they announced it, he expressed work, uh, interest in working on the films. He wanted to work with James Gunn. And James was like, oh, I've seen that guy. Like, I don't really want, like, the funny goofball guy. I need something a little bit more serious. And then Chris Pratt finally got an interview. He was like, look, he goes... I don't care what it takes because if you need me to get ripped, I'll get ripped. I just really want this role and stuff. Mm. And James Gunn was like, after the interview, James Luby audition James Gunn was like, "You don't need to do anything. Like you are him." And then on his own accord, Chris Pratt was like, "I don't care. Give me an extra oh, okay, month yeah. and it'll shed like twenty. Well, even like even if it's not the case of Chris Pratt, it is the case with other men course, in absolutely. the acting industry. Mm. So like you know, they will say you know you need to get this ripped. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to have this much clean shaven and mm. stuff like that. Um, but, you know, historically, it's a lot harsher on women oh, yeah. than and it is on The fact that, men. like, you don't really see many women in being the female lead or the romantic interest mm. past, what, 35? Yeah. You know? Mm. It's always just Unless like... it's The Notebook and she's, like, you know, 60 with dementia. Mm. Yeah, of course. That's why I like stuff like, <laughs> like Sisters. Like, even though it wasn't, you know, it's not, you know, breaking any, you know... It doesn't create any trends or anything. It's basically it's just a teenage sex comedy. But the thing about it is, well, teenagers play by forty year olds, and that's yeah. why I really like it. Yeah. Um, or something like this is where I leave you, which is this really fantastic drama that a lot of people haven't seen. Another Tina Fey movie, actually, and it's all about like these adults who come back to kind of mourn their father who's passed, um, and they've just been a week together. And you find out that even though they've all gotten older, they haven't really grown up. And once again, it's all about them. Like you think, like you learn as you get older. The life really doesn't change. Like, you're still an idiot 20 years <laughs> yeah, later. You yeah. just, you know, you're just still trying to figure it all out and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's why I like those kind of films. And it's mm. got to do with that thing. Like, you don't see romantic leads over a certain age. Mm. Although, I think that's changing. In the, like, in the new wave, in the advent of films, like all the Apatow comedies and stuff, where your comedians are starting out in acting roles a little bit later, they're making romantic comedies... And they're already in like their mid thirties and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, and I think that's also to reflect society because a lot of people, you know, no longer are meeting people like the person that they fall in love with and marry when they're teenagers. It's mm. more happened. Like, there's a lot of online dating, and there's a lot of people mm. in their thirties and forties mm. who are single, mm. sort of thing like that. So it's just reflecting society. I mean, look at Trainwreck. You know, she's in a. Not only is what's her name again? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Not only is Amy Schumer overweight, which is unnatural in Hollywood. You know, she's... Well, is she overweight or she just She like, is overweight, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say she's fat. I'm not going to say she's obese, but she's mm. overweight in terms of, like, she's, what we usually see. She has see an unconventional that's, shape. That's, that is so PC, James. You is, can just say that she's overweight. I'm trying to know because I th- I'm just trying to think... Like, I, don't, I don't, wouldn't say that she's overweight. I just think she's not stick thin the, the way you're used to seeing no, it. No, yeah, but I didn't finish what I said. I said she's overweight considering the Hollywood standard. Okay. Sort of thing like that. Um, but I would say that she's considered to be overweight in general. Okay. Sort of thing. I didn't um, watch that movie. I'm not a fan. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Nor am I. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it either. It's got nothing to do with the way she looks. I just, every time I see, like, every time I, like, hear an interview or say anything, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. it's, I didn't find her that funny. But that's not to say the women aren't funny, because I love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. The, the funniest thing I ever saw her do was a sketch um, where she was... It must have been from a show she had, where she, she I don't know if she was on a sketch show Yeah, or she's got her own show. <clears throat> and Bill Hader was in it, and he was playing like a David Letterman type. Okay. Like a talk show host, and she was just talking about... 
how like down to earth she was and how she liked playing Warcraft and stuff like that. And then like <laughs> there's these nerds in the audience, and then she just said like her perfect date would be like some like fat guy with a bushy beard like mm. uh, playing Warcraft all night, and then she just gets like doused in cum. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, my I was always that, that like, last um, line. All the all the Hollywood girl, women who are overweight, all the women in Hollywood who are overweight, <clears throat> are comedians. It's like you never, you never like look at Rebel Wilson. Mm. You know, she's overweight and she's in Hollywood, but she's only seen as a comedian. She's not seen as a An dramatic actor. actor. Yeah. And that's one of the things that sort of like frustrates me. Like the only way that you can get through Hollywood being overweight is if you're funny. What about Precious? You're not funny. Yeah, and look where she is. She's done that one movie and that's it. She's a regular American Horror Story. Is she? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Is she still overweight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are there any overweight dudes doing well? Kevin James, I suppose. Danny DeVito? Is he yeah, overweight? Or does he just look that way because he's so short? He's just, yeah. yeah, I think he's just... He's a little bit overweight because he's in a sunny and he's so good in a yeah. sunny as well. Um, well. This is way off topic. Oh, um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Daryl from The Office. Craig Robinson, he's overweight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's just getting bigger. <laughs> watch, like, the first season episode of The Office and watch, like, a, like, a oh, seven, nine episode of The Office. Yeah. Johnny Hill, Johnny he's Hill always fluctuating. He's... Yeah, right. sometimes you Constantly see him and he's just like massive. Yeah. A lot of times I'm like, oh, he's slimmed down. Mm. But I mean, you look, like I've just t- typed into Google overweight male actors. <laughs> and there's Danny so McBride. many. There's so yeah, many. Yeah. Um, whereas if we're John typing... John Goodman. Yeah, great actor. He lost a bunch of weight though. He lost a ton of weight. Um, and I feel like we can Pen- judge because we're all really fine athletic specimens. Pen yeah, Gillette's so, another so one. when you type in <laughs> overweight female actors, all you get is Rebel Wilson, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, oh, Rebel Melissa. Wilson, Precious, Rebel Wilson, Jessica Simpson. Is Jessica like, Simpson really? overweight? For one picture. Yeah, oh. but Jessica Simpson's not seen anymore. Yeah. Um, and then you start getting into anorexic pictures. Cool. Yep. So. Well, we've been almost half an hour on all this. <laughs> Um, and then photoshopped ones that are obviously fake, like this Katy Perry one. Sort of thing like that. <laughs> well, who does that? Um, all right, well, that's going to do it for our little International Women's Day. We're sorry. We did have the best intentions. It's like getting sidetracked. Um, so we're going to get to a review very sec. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Sorry about that. It's returning. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have to do reviews for this week, obviously. I think there's only one movie we need to talk about. I have others, but I'm happy to devote a lot more time to... We went and saw Logan. Mm. Um, I feel like the best way to do this, you'll probably enunciate what we're all feeling the best. So why don't you talk and we chip in? (laughs) Rather than we all... Well, like we can all go around and have a turn, but like you'll say most of the things that I'm feeling about it. Okay. So I'll just chip in. Um, Okay, so Logan, first of all, spoilers. We're going to yes. spoil the crap out of this. So if you haven't seen it, and if you haven't by now, how dare you go and see it? I mean, it has already been out for about three or four... No, no, but a week. It's almost, by days. the time this goes up, it'll be in a week. A week, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was going into this with really high hopes. Like the trailer, the first trailer, and even the later ones, were phenomenal. Like They were really like getting me excited about a Wolverine film. And I've seen two Wolverine films already, and neither of them were very good. Yeah, I didn't like the second one either. Mm. I think the second one's very boring. I think there's some good stuff in it. I think both of those films have some great moments in it, 
but neither of them are good films. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's okay. Um, You're a liberal. And even in the X-Men films, they were kind of hit and miss as well. There's some really good ones, there's some not so good ones. And I think Hugh Jackman's always been good in them, but I don't think he's ever really... Even when he's... He tends to play the main character quite a bit in those films, I still feel like he didn't really get a chance to shine. So I was getting really excited about the one last Wolverine film. Like, the last, his last turn in the role, just see what I can do with it. And then I started seeing reviews, and it came out, like, at a 9.5 on IMDb. People were comparing it to The Dark Knight. And I started to get really, really worried, because I was like... I mean, it looks that good, but mm. there's no way it could be that good. Especially, like, the last film I heard compared to The Dark Knight was Batman vs. Superman. And whilst I love that movie now, my initial reaction was not that at all. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be tough. I had to try and lower my expectations. It didn't happen. Logan is spectacular. It is everything a Wolverine film should be. Like, it is basically The Dark Knight of Marvel films. It is unrelent- like, it is relentlessly violent and brutal um, and heartfelt at the same time. It's gripping. The performances are fantastic. Tina pointed out that the makeup is fantastic. When mm. she said that, I was like, really? I didn't see any makeup. And she's like, exactly. She's like, do you think Patrick Stewart looks that old? I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah. He doesn't look that old. <clears throat> and even the Wolverine makeup's really good. Um, and when the opening credits play, like, it's just black title cards. I heard hip-hop music, and I was like, alright. Like, mm-hmm. I got worried straight away, so I'm like, what, why is there hip-hop music in a Wolverine film? Like, I got scared, and the opening scene is fantastic. Like, just him taking down a bunch of gangsters, but, like, he struggles to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. And then considering what he does later in the film, you can't believe that that guy existed. Yeah, it's almost like um, when we come into the story, it's like he hasn't he hasn't been fighting for years. It's like yeah. he's rusty at it, you know what I mean? Mm. And there's so many wonderful little details, like the claw that won't pop properly, mm. and you have to see that, like, the screen, so he has to, like, pull it, yeah. like he's cutting his own hand trying to do it. Um, I mean, you know, Patrick Stewart's fantastic in it. Like, he doesn't... He's not in it for a, a whole lot. It's probably about half the film, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, uh, he has a good... The first half, he shares yeah. almost equal billing. Yeah. Um, and he plays... Like, it's so wonderfully tragic. You see the most brilliant mind in the world and suffers from amnesia, or, like, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Um, and you see what it's doing to him. Like, he's causing these weird, like, ripples. It's, like, killing people. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we, hear, we hear about the incident at the... Uh, at Westchester. And yeah. I thought they were going to show it. There's a moment in, in the film... Big time spoilers. I'm spoiling it right now. So if you haven't seen it, either skip ahead like a couple of minutes. You know what, just skip ahead like 20 minutes, just to be sure. Or pause it and come back. I'm going to give you a chance. Okay. So the scene where Charles Xavier gets brutally murdered mm. in bed, I didn't think that was real. Like, we were sitting there, and I thought it was a dream sequence, because you see the claws go in, you see Logan's face, and I was like... Oh, we're going to see the Westchester incident. He's dreaming, and he's dreaming that Logan's punishing him for killing all their friends. Because that's what the incident was. He killed mm. the last of the X-Men. And then you see, you know, Laura Kinney run into the room, and he throws her around. I'm like, oh, this isn't a dream. That is real. Charles Xavier just got murdered by a clone of Wolverine. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, that is one of the best fights I've ever seen. That first fight between mm. the two Wolverines, again, like, so... It's just brutal. so brutal. There's, like, that's one thing you'll um, you'll find. There's, there's no punches pulled in terms of the, uh, the violence, the violence yeah, and seeing it's, it's, you'll it's see clear. you'll see cl- like his claws go into skulls mm. through up through chins, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, but oh, yeah, it makes you awesome. like cringe every once in a while. How many like, times oh. do you reckon I laughed out of sheer shock? Tina, like yeah. during the film, like, I was like, holy crap! Yeah, like, just yeah. Huge, like, yeah. 
Like the amount of like bumps. I thought that kid was definitely gonna get shot. Yeah, the I ants. was like, wow, they're not holding back anything. And that's the thing, like even the kids are brutal. Like, this is a wonderful scene towards the end where they're all running towards freedom, all the kids and all the government villains are after them. Um, and they grab this one girl, I think it's a girl, and she uses her ice breath on it and shatters his arm. Oh yeah. yeah. And like the kids that's wasn't cool. expecting yeah. it. Um, the young girl who plays Laura Kinney, um, X-23, I can't remember her name, I think it's like Daphne something, I, I can't remember, is brilliant. Like, I can't yeah, explain Yeah, she's how, fantastic. Like, she plays this wonderful combination of, like, Eleven from Stranger Things and Hit Girl. Like, she's That's got, good, yeah, it's good. But, like, could kick both her asses so yeah. easily, like... That opening scene when you first see her with her powers, and I knew it was coming because in the trailer they do show her, like, throw her head at one point... But just her taking everyone down, like slicing yeah. people up. Like, she's as vicious as he is. Like, there's that scene as well where she punches him in the face in the truck and he gets, like, all angry because mm. she doesn't, yeah. he doesn't know, like, how to react and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, I think there's so much to talk about. Um, well, I was, how did you feel about the language in a Wolverine film? Okay, so that's, that's an interesting mm. point. Because I was talking to Tina about it afterwards. And I wasn't expecting, I thought there'd be a couple. Because every time I've seen it in an X-Men film, I've always been kind of like, that, does, that kind of feels out of place. Yeah, like in... Uh, like in, in first class, I didn't mind it because it was Wolverine. I'm like, well, if anyone's going to say that, it's Wolverine. You're talking about when they're trying to recruit him? Yeah. And he just goes, fuck off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, but then, like, they use it in Days of Future Past and then again in Apocalypse. Um, I think Magneto says it in Apocalypse and Charles says it in Days of Future Past. I'm like, yeah, like, it didn't kind of fit. In this film, it didn't bother me. No. I thought it would, but, like, it... It, like this is this is the, the these are the last mutants. This is Wolverine who's seen everyone he cares about die. Like he's at the end of his life, and there's no one left, so he just doesn't care anymore. And that's why he doesn't mind hacking people to bits. That's mm. why he's cursing all the time. Um, and he, I, well, he's just ready to die, isn't he? Yeah. The stakes aren't as high for him, I think. As, yeah. Um, but I think almost the film's best achievement is just the depiction of of a, someone who's just at the end of their. Of everything, not just the. It's easy to say, oh, he's just at, at the end of his life. But mm. you're right; like he's seen everyone die yeah, yeah. that he cares about. He's on a futile task trying to medicate uh, Charles Xavier. Mm. Mm. He's got an albino Stephen Merchant to help yeah. him, who's actually really good in it. Yeah, like he, he doesn't really have, like, doesn't have much to do in it, but like, and I've never seen him play a dramatic role before no, either. Very good. Um, but he plays excellent comic relief at the start because this is a film where you will laugh. But not a lot. Like, it's mm. not a funny movie. Like, the same way the Dark Knight trilogy really isn't very funny. Like, they're very good films and very, you know, on uh, earnest to the character. But there's not a lot of laughs. And it's the same thing. Um, but even, like, towards the end when he gets all... Um, he has to do a lot more dramatic stuff. Like, he's really good in it. Mm. Um, what else I going to say? So, yeah, there's two things I want to say just about the girl again. First of all, her performance is outstanding. Like, I can't believe a girl this young is this good. But they did this really interesting thing where for the first, I would say, two-thirds of the film, she never speaks. Like, she's always just kind of grunting when she's fighting with her, but otherwise she's silent. Mm. I was like, I wonder whether they'll do the whole film without her talking. That'd be ballsy, but I think I'd be down with it. And then she finally does speak. And she is also a Latin American character. Like, I didn't expect her to have that accent, because I think Laura Kinney in the comics is just American. And I didn't even care. Like, I wondered whether I would... Didn't even care. Like I thought she was great. But the other thing I loved, and this is one of my one of my favourite moments. So I have three favourite moments in this flick full of great moments. The opening scene where he takes on the gangsters, the first fight with the clone, and then at the end when they're running through the woods together 
and they're all like kind of like Wolverine's charging. She's behind him, like he's protecting her, mm. and then he jumps. And she runs up his bank and jumps off here. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is a comic book page come to life. Yeah. Mm. Like, that is a splash page. You'd see that. Um, it's just incredible. And considering there's no real villain either. Like, the villain... Like, the whole... It's it's kind of like the Hobbit in a way. Like, the whole plot is the mission. You know, get her across safe lines and save as many people yeah. as you can. Yeah. Um, and there is a sub-villain um, in X-24, the clone. And you do have the government. But there's not... A big bad. Yeah. But you don't even care. No, that's right. It um, doesn't need it. Because that's the thing. Like, I mean, if it if it did have that, then it's just another X-Men movie mm. where they like, they, they fight the bad guy and the bad guy loses mm. and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. This is, you know, the story about Logan's end mm. sort of thing like that. So I think it's fitting that it's... I'm surprised I didn't call it Logan's run, to be honest. <laughs> Mm. Especially because the last like scene. Well done. I'm sorry. Um, the only thing that didn't sit quite right with me, okay. I just look up his name. I can never remember this guy's name. Is Richard E. Grant as, as yeah. just the bad guy? Yeah. To me, he's just too funny. I've just only seen him in like he just doesn't. I don't take him as seriously as mm. I almost would have preferred an unknown now, actor. Have you ever seen the Richard E. Grant? Uh, trance trance song where he is singing singing not singing he's doing like a, he's doing Hamlet soliloquy no I haven't so like it is amazing <laughs> yeah. I don't even like associate him with comedy I can't think of anything I've seen him in that is a comedy but well he's the Spice mm. Girls manager no, I guess yeah, that's that, yeah. and he did that show Posh Nosh I don't know that yeah. um yeah, it's um oh, wait, sorry he's fine in it yeah. it's not like he ruins the movie but no. just that like if I had to pick something Mm. Um, yeah, no, very, it's very not... good. And Hugh Jackman, uh, is fucking unbelievable. I'm going to say this, and this might sound out of turn, but I don't care. Like, I've made a lot of kind of outlandish claims over the last couple episodes, but I stand by this more than any other thing. This dude deserves to be nominated for this performance. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't a comic book film. Like, it has comic book characters in it, but this is not a comic book mm. movie. This mm. is a thrilling drama where some guy just happens to have steel claws in his hands. Mm. And the amount like the amount of emotion that is in this film. And it's a long flick. Like if you're going in and be like, oh that's an next film, it's gonna fly by. It's two and a half hours long just about. Like it's a long flick. But it did fly by for me. Like but it's it is a it, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not an easily digestible two and a half hours in as much as like you're like, oh it's a popcorn movie. Like no. Mm. Like it yeah. will take you on a ride and yeah. it will drag you through the dirt. Yeah. And you will feel tired after this one just because of how relentless it is. And just to compare it to other X-Men films, so characters who you would meet along the way in X-Men 1 to 3 or the new trilogies who help out a character, they, they live in those films. In this film, anyone who helps Logan is brutally killed. And yeah. you, it's, not, it's not just like, oh yeah, they died. It's, it's... No, it's... It's not like someone gets kind of thrown away and you're like, oh, they might survive. Yeah, yeah, it's no, like it's... The, the violence is very realistic. Like, that farmhouse scene is yeah. so upsetting. Like, um, And I wouldn't be surprised if you if you didn't cry in this film. I cried twice. I thought I only cried once, but I definitely cried twice. The last scene? The last scene. Which came and turned the cross into an X? No, it was before then. Um, uh, she calls him daddy, and that really got mm. me going. Mm. And then there's another moment... I'm trying to think what it was. 
I was messaging a friend of mine who went and saw it because he was like, I cried twice. I'm like, huh, you didn't cry. You cried more than I did. And then he mentioned the... Re- I'm like, oh, no, I cried twice as well. Um, um, I'm just thinking it over. So you keep going. Who do you think was on the other side of the border in Eden? I don't know. I've read a theory. I saw a YouTube guy do a theory that Obviously, a lot of the X-Men were killed in the Westchester incident, which is mm. referred to, but we don't hear anything about it. I think it was, I think it was Xavier that actually got me crying as well. Like, not his death so much, but Logan, like, realizing he failed him and stuff. Like, yeah. that whole scene's very emotional. There's a couple of, like, great lines in there. Like, even when he's like, so this is what it feels like. Um, and it's that double meaning of, like, this is what it feels like to, you know, be at peace and, like, loved and love someone. Yeah. But also the other meaning as well. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't, I don't know. Who, much... I don't know who I think is on this. Well, uh, so uh, this theory was that it was the same person who wrote the X Men comics because okay. it's quite meta. The in it, it's obviously I think it's set in twenty twenty nine, and um, and the X Men have almost been fetishized by some comics that have come out. Yeah. Um, and uh, the theory that this guy was uh, sort of saying was that. It was uh, Cyclops because he was traditionally the one that X, that uh, Wolverine didn't get on with, and mm. Wolverine obviously doesn't like the comics, uh, and that he may have survived the Westchester incident, and obviously as the all X Men would all the mutants would die out, he might have moved up to Canada. I think if anyone survived, it would have to be a psychic character, someone like Jean Grey, who was as strong as Charles. Mm. But at the same time, depending on which timeline you go with and stuff, like she is supposed to also get killed because she destroys everyone in the Phoenix saga, which hasn't happened yet. Apparently that's the plot of the next X-Men film if they go forward with it. But um, I don't know whether they're going to do that or not. So I, I don't know. Like, it's kind of interesting. But I kind of like not knowing either. Mm. And it's a very odd end because you do expect to see them, you know, cross into... Yeah. And then it, it just ends. And it's such a weird choice of final song as well. Like, I did kind of get that Johnny Cash Hurt song to come up. And it says a different Johnny Cash song. It's my favorite Johnny Cash song, but it's so upbeat and chipper. Yeah, it's really contrasting to um to the tone of the flick. Um, do you want to chip in the alternate? I feel like we've been talking for ages, and you haven't had a chance. To no, work. no, no, absolutely not. I agree with everything you guys have said. Everything you guys said. Just yeah, it's a very grim, grim mm. tale. Like that was the thing that just hit me most of all. Like I knew it wasn't going to be like. Uh, a walk in the park it wasn't mm. going to be something bright and happy but it is definitely uh dour <laughs> yeah so it, just be prepared it's not for that. An, yeah, yeah it's not an easy like no, i wouldn't go in it's not a light-hearted yeah. Rock. Yeah. um it cracked the top 100 in imdb like the first day or whatever wow. and it also made almost 240 million dollars in its opening weekend mm. Uh, I think this film is more important for the genre than deadpool like i think deadpool like paved the way for some stuff well i don't think you have this without deadpool um, I think they were already working on it when Deadpool was in production. Like having it so, uh, like having an R R rated film. Yeah, I think they were already kind of talking about doing it that way because they knew they wanted the last, you know, the last Wolverine story and stuff. Yeah, okay. But um, even without like this, even if it wasn't, for, if even if it didn't exist without Deadpool, like this opens up so many doors. Like today, DC announced publicly that they were open to doing R rated comic book films. They're so, like, you know. We don't mind having a super violent Batman movie if it you know fits the thing, and I think that's important. Like, not every comic book movie now needs to be super violent, and realistic, and rated R or MA or whatever. But I think with characters like this, like this is a character we've been watching for almost twenty years, like one guy in the cinema for almost twenty years, 
And with the exception of a couple of great moments in movies, we've never got to really see what that would be like because they're kids' movies. So you can't have him hacking people to bits. You know, you get a couple of good moments in uh, you know in the later ones, like in the Wolverine. He has a couple of kind of he like throws a guy out of a building, or whatever, and the guy like misses the pool. Like, yeah, there's that, and you do um see that great scene in X Men too. But for the most part, it is pretty kid friendly. Isn't in as much as a guy with knives for hands can be kid friendly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I do kind of still hope they do the Wolverine Deadpool movie. The people like the, they're trying to get going, like that would be great. But if not, like this is this is something else. I, I couldn't believe how much I loved it. Because mm. um, I was kind of... Before Apocalypse came out, I was kind of over the X-Men. And then Apocalypse came out, and I liked it quite a bit, actually. More than most people. But I was still like, yeah, like... I wish they'd just give the rights back to Marvel. But this film, to me, I'm like... Just... I don't care anymore. Like, keep making... If you can keep making movies like this, then I don't care if Marvel gives the rights back or not. Uh, and this is from the dude who directed The, the Wolverine as well. He also directed a little film called Kate and Leopold, which is uh, so, like, so yeah. different from this. I haven't seen it. It's another Hugh Jackman film, but it's like a it's like a time traveling like guy from the sixteen hundreds, and he's just like a romance. It's really strange. I have sorry, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. He's I like, haven't. He's like this Duke kind of guy. Yeah, and he yeah rocks up at in the future. With is this the one? Yeah. Is it the one where his, the guy's like, "You want to vex my sister?" Something like that. But yeah, something like that. It's, it's like it's like a classic rom com. I'm sure there's like a best friend yeah. for both. Characters. I think it was Seth Green or maybe Brecken Meyer. Leave Schreiber. Is in oh, it? Oh, Sabretooth is in it as well. Look, there they are. Handsome devils. There you go. Well, we can keep talking about Logan forever. I certainly can. But if you want to wrap it up, we can review it. Give it a, a score. Wrap it up in a neat little bow. Uh, well, IMDb Internet Movie Database. Mm. <laughs> Gave it uh, 8.7. It did open at 9.5 and has declined a little bit, but the more people who go and see it, obviously, are going to have polarizing opinions. I read some reviews which were ridiculous. Like, where someone like reviewed it, I'm like, did you even watch the same movie as me? Like, mm. they're like, you know, why didn't Captain America appear? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. and then someone was like, was like the second, where was Iron Man? Someone was like, the second Wolverine movie is much better. I'm like, are you kidding? He fights a transformer in that movie. <laughs> like, and yeah, I want to see the Wolverine movie. Where he doesn't have powers. Cool. Like, yeah. idiot. Um, oh, I want to say one more, one more thing as well. Sorry, I just remembered. The idea that he is living this torn existence of being basically immortal, he can't stop healing, but having the adamantium, adamantium poisoning him at the same time mm. is genius. Mm. Like, and you can see like his powers are starting to slowly wear down, and now that's what's killing him. Like, it's nuts. Um, so I just want to add that because that was a really cool touch. Yeah, no, it was, and it was a, it was a cool concept. But didn't you just? The way he played it, you just felt so sorry for him. Didn't mm. He just looked miserable. Like you could see, he was—he'd be doing the same heroic things mm. that have traditionally he's just been able to heal from, mm. and he just doesn't heal the way he used to. So like he's—and you see him without a t-shirt on a few times, and he's just got scars everywhere. Yeah, that was a cool touch as well. But I will say, like he does have. There are some happy moments as well. Like there's the bit like when they're having dinner together, and this is really lovely family moment. Um, and there's this bit. Like with some chick flushes him, you just see like he has like this cheeky smile. Like, yeah, like, like at the bachelor party, or whatever. Uh, also, foot claws in X twenty three. Yeah, foot claws are so. I forgot to mention that. It would be nice to see more of them, but like I'm so glad they put that in. That was mm. cool. Um, all right, guys, we'll do scores. I am gonna give it 
8.5 Wolverine claws out of 10. 8.5 snick snicks. Snick snicked. Snick snicked. Mm. I'm giving it 9 snicks. My only thing was that, yeah, I felt like it was a bit grim most of the time. And that the light, the, the jokes and the lightheartedness really only came out of sarcasm. Yeah. So it would have been good to see some mm. slight, just, just one or two moments. Um, so I had a couple of little problems with the film. Um, one being that the clone, I really would have liked them to call him Dakin, like that's Wolverine's son in the comics. But I guess he kind of wasn't that character anyway. And then I also am still bummed out that Wolverine never put on that yellow suit. I would have loved to see him mm. in the costume. But this version of Wolverine, you could never, ever imagine him agreeing to wear that suit. Mm. Um, and I don't think a film of this caliber deserves like that kind of criticism. It's like, yeah, like it's so minor. Yeah. So I'm going to give it uh, one X, which ten. is 10. Ah. 10 out of 10. Perfect 10. I, I can't, was like, uh, wait, one out of, what the hell is wrong with you? One out of 10. Uh, I, can't, wow. I can't fault it. Mm. I, I mean, I just can't in good conscience give it like a perfect 10 because I think... Maybe it drags a bit in the middle. Like, this, maybe it's 10, 15 minutes. The second yeah. act is 10 minutes long. I don't... I never felt that. I'm going to go see it again very soon. So you might hear in the next episode, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll recalibrate to a 9. But I can't think of a... I think this is the equivalent of The Dark Knight in terms of a well-made film. I think yeah. it's as good as The Dark Knight. Um, and they achieve so much more with so much less. Like, you only have three characters, really, the whole way through. Mm. Like, everyone else is kind of ancillary. Whereas in Dark Knight you have Batman, Joker, Commissioner Gordon, like mm. Alfred, like there's all these different yeah. stories going on, um, and they have half the resources. Like not in a city with gadgets, it's like mm. people on a road trip. Um, before we leave it though, we should also talk about Boyd Holbrook from Narcos. He's the the, the I guess you the call Reaver? him the main villain. Yeah, he's the, one of the main Reavers. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the mechanical yeah, hands. He's he's very good. And mm. considering he's just, I've only seen him play good characters before. Like uh, I've never seen him anything before. In fact, in the first trailer, I was like, "Is that Tom Felton?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, no, he's excellent as well. Um, and look, I'll probably receive criticism for giving it a ten, like maybe. But I don't know. I can't stop thinking about this movie. Like I love it. Um, the grimness and all. Like, I don't care that it's doesn't have a necessarily traditional happy ending. Mm. I'm not. I don't care that it's tears you apart the whole way through. Like that's what good films do. Mm. Um, and it is easily the best film I've seen this year. Well, so too many Christmas. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So again, it might change. Like maybe in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be like, you know what? Like maybe it's more of a nine. Maybe my opinion will wane the way the IMDb servers have, but. <laughs> At this stage, it's. I'm so glad he got to do this film. Yeah. I think like, I would have been really upset if like this film wasn't like this film needed to be what it is because otherwise, Hugh Jackman spent 20 years playing this iconic character yeah. and doing a really good job of it, but never quite mm. nailing it the way he deserves to whatever. And it's not his fault. Like his performance has always been good. It's the material, but this is especially coming from the guy who directed The Wolverine, which is an okay film, but I just really didn't like it, and I was nervous when he was doing the last one. I was like, oh no, like get a get another director, like get anyone, get, get Nolan or someone, I don't care, like just get yeah. someone who, you know, knows how to do serious comic books, movies, all my criticism are taken back, like, it's, to me it's perfect, it's fantastic. So that's our Wolverine, our Logan yeah. review. That was good, that's probably the most positive we've ever been on a film. Yeah. It's, oh, I might see this weekend if I have time. And it's like the least it. positive film. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I'll, I wouldn't mind seeing it again, but I might wait till it's at the end of its run. Mm-hmm. 
give it a few weeks to marinate. Mm. It's so good. Um, we have another segment, guys. A little segment we call Trailer Trash. Oh, earthy. An earthy Isn't trash. That real trash. Guys, we don't use sound effects here. We yeah. use actual trash mm. for our segments. Um, I only watched one trailer this week, but I've been talking a lot this episode. So, I mean, I talk a lot every episode, but... We'll do the one we have, we'll, we've all seen last, then. I don't know if Bettina has seen it, but... What trailer is this? We won't talk Dead. about it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have not seen that one yet. Dead okay. Before Dawn. Aye, that's the one. <laughs> Looks good. Dead of uh, night. The first one is in my top five, please stop making these movies, mm-hmm. which is... The worst film name of all time, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I did see this trailer, actually, if we can talk about it. Um, ne- I don't think I'll watch this film based on the title yeah. alone, but more of the creepy CG of making you know, Johnny Depp this time is looking like yeah. I think it's part of the story is told when he is a young man. So I didn't like that at all. And I heard about it. And a lot of people sold me on the trailer. Like A couple of guys at work were like, you should check it out. Like, it looks like this might actually redeem the franchise. It looks like more of a horror film and stuff. And I saw the first couple of trailers, and Javier Bardem, first of all, one of the best-looking actors in the world, mm. and also one of the greatest actors in the world, don't turn into a CGI thing. Like, yeah. just let him do his... Let just do what he does best. It's just, to me, those are... And this is... I, I loved the first Pirates. This is one of my yeah. all-time favourite movies. I'll never criticize it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's a great film. And then they... they drew a franchise out of nothing really mm. it was one film and it was so successful that it was like well we can get three out of this mm. and the, they get progressively weaker but they did announce this is the final one in yeah. the trailer which wasn't the plan originally it was meant to be six and I think they decided we're going to milk yeah. the cow one more time and go <laughs> yeah. um, and the fourth one look I haven't seen it for about five years so I can't I couldn't really cast much of a judgement on it but yeah um, I remember controversially liking it more than three but that's because 3 to me was so frustrating. I was so sick of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan yeah. and their stupid relationship. Mm. I like, don't even remember anything past 2 or 3. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 3 is the one that ends with a wedding ceremony on a boat while four boats are firing at each other in a giant whirlpool and there's a giant woman attacking them. I don't... Yeah. Calypso. I don't yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I remember seeing that and I was yeah. just like... Oh, okay, so like, they just didn't have a writer in this script. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone was just like, they were just like, everyone write your final scene and yeah. we'll choose the best one. And like, these are all good. Mission, like, yeah. just mix yeah. and match. Like, it's like the cold rock of endings. It's like, but, but you know what? In. It was your typical, like, all this lore, this mm. pirate lore and backstory that gets, it's just like, we're just thinking of this now. Let's mm. add that in. There's no yeah. forethought. Like, the first one, there's no mention of, like, pirate cancels and, mm. like, Nine pieces of eight or eight pieces of... Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, I don't understand why they can't just make a new pirate movie. Mm. Like, we're defi- like, we don't have enough pirate movies. Like, there's definitely like room for it, but it doesn't have to be this franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah, the trailer was not... Didn't do much for me at all. I, the one saving grace, I'm like, oh, Javier Bardem isn't CGI the entire time, and that's kind yeah. of a win, I guess. But it's I mean, he, just, might, he might save it. I don't know. It might it might actually be good. I mean, they put enough money into it that you'd think like something good must come out of it. But yeah, Deadpool was at sixty million dollars, man. It's like one of the cheapest superhero films mm. ever made. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pirates. Uh, also, a cure for wellness. So what's this one? It's uh, actually got your man Dane DeHaan in it. Okay. Um, and do you know Jason Isaacs? Yeah, isn't he um, uh, Malfoy? 
Yes, yes, mm. he is. Yeah, he's in the OA. He's his mouth boy. But he might not be into where you're at, Tina. No, he's not. Um, and he he works at this wellness center in uh, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. The scenery looks amazing, by the way, where it's set. And Dane DeHaan gets sent to this place from like some rich corporation in Manhattan, you know, because um, their CEO has gone there to like recuperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not clear why from the trailer. And once he gets there. It really looks like a cross between like Shutter Island and I don't know a mixture of like other sort of mm. you know um, thriller horror kind of films because uh, something not quite right is going on. It looks mm. very psychological, um, and he gets into a while leaving. He gets into a car crash, which looks very staged. So he, and he wakes up and he's the patient there, and they're giving him pills of un- oh actually specificity. I, think I do know. I think I have seen trousers. Because I think we saw Trails for it in America. Um, and it's the one where they're doing experiments on people underneath, like underground or something. Oh, I don't remember. In yeah. chambers or something. And it looked really cool. Yeah. I mean, it um, looks like it's... Um, it looked pretty spooky. Yeah, but also shot in the way that sort of the Grand Budapest Hotel was shot. I haven't seen that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so quite unusual. But yeah, I, it looks great. And apparently I it's... I do uh, remember seeing Trails for this. Yeah, it looks great. I, um, um, it took me a while to get on board, but I do remember this now, yeah. Yeah, so that's out here soon. So I'm looking forward. I think I'll see that at the cinema. It looks like a... Bit of a freaky one, so. Mm. Oh, we were saying the other day, Tina and I were saying, because we saw the trailer for Alien Covenant in, when we went to see Logan as well, mm. we'll all go and see mm. Alien together. Yeah, it's sure. really yeah. good. Right, that bit at the end where he's like smashing his head on the glass. The bit that I found even creepier, and that is pretty intense, but there's one wonderful line like delivered by the girl from Fantastic Beasts where she just like, listen to, just, just, like, just shut up and listen. Do you hear that? Nothing. Mm. No animals, no bugs, nothing. And I was like, oh my god, the aliens killed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love that. I'm like, that is terrifying. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a trailer as well. I just remembered. Um, I watched it, and it's not a new trailer. It's been out for a little while. I finally got around to watching the Christopher Nolan trailer for Dunkirk, Dunkirk. the war film, um, which this guy at work keeps going on and on about. He's like, you got to check it out. He's like, just because you don't like Nolan. And I do like Nolan. I like Nolan quite a lot. But, like, he's a kid who's just got into cinema, so, like, Nolan is the best director in the world yeah. to him. Um, he's Sounds an like a pretty switched-on kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nolan's great, but you've got to, like, cons- like, I don't think there is a greatest director. Like, everyone, like, brings their own flavour to the pot. But you'll learn. Um, he's like, you ought to watch it, and then you'll be convinced. I'm going to be honest, like, this was the opposite of convincing for me. It looks so boring to me. Yeah. Like. I'm on, I'm, a, I'm possibly his biggest fan, Christopher yeah. Nolan, and I'm, I even, I was just like, eh, I'll check it out, but like it's the film. I mean, it sounds like they've all got to like travel from you know the where the the war is happening to Dunkirk to find salvation. I guess like to find safety. I think so. What happened is they're they're in it's Dunkirk in France, mm. and they're surrounded by the Germans. I think they're trying to withdraw. And um, what actually happened was, I think like because it was one of the narrowest points of the channel. Mm. I think a whole bunch of like just English fishing fleets and just. It was just like evacuate from Dunkirk. Okay. So I think it's, yeah. Because definitely in the trailer, someone's like, we've got to head to Dunkirk. So I was... Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know much about it. Like, it doesn't give you a lot. So it might turn out to be great. Because Interstellar, the trailer didn't give you a lot either. And I still haven't watched that, but everyone loves it apparently. So... I don't know how you've gotten this far without seeing it. Well, I mean, I went all this time without seeing Shawshank until a week ago. Yeah, so. true, true. <laughs> um, So I'll get there. It's on my list, but I haven't watched it yet because I know Tina wants to watch it as well. So we could like set mm. out like three hours for us to sit down and watch it. Mm. Maybe like this Friday night or something we'll watch it. Yeah. Have you got it? Yeah. Um, I think it's on Netflix. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, if you didn't know, I've got it on yeah. Blu-ray, so I can lend it to you. But, um, so yeah, so it hasn't done much for me yet, but I probably still will check it out. I'm slowly, I think that's the only Nolan film I haven't seen, so, mm. um, it's stellar. So, I'm probably going to check out Dunkirk as well. I just didn't, this kid thought he was doing me a favour, and it definitely wasn't a favour. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this doesn't look that good. Um, uh, and I think, oh, so Tina hasn't seen it, but Deadpool, a mm. teaser came out for Deadpool. Which is interesting, because they haven't shot a frame of this movie yet. But I think that is kind of like, look, Logan's coming out. We just want to build up some hype. Yeah. Because it even does say like the last thing it says like coming, uh, but not soon enough or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the trailer's fun. I really liked it. Uh, you see a lot of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. So what happens is for those who haven't seen, we'll break it down. Is like there's some guy getting mugged. Essentially, he's, just a, he's a helpless old guy getting yeah. mugged down. Um, and Wade Wilson's walking down the street, and he's not dressed in his Deadpool attire. And he sees him, he decides he wants to help. Which is interesting, because in the first movie, he's like, I'm definitely not a hero. Like, yeah. help me on. Um, and then the Superman theme starts playing, which <laughs> yeah. I love. And he runs into a, th- a phone booth to get changed. And, like, he's struggling around, kind of getting his suit out. Yeah, his butt, like, is just wiping yeah. all over yeah, the glass Yeah, it's like frosted glass. Yeah. So you just see his ass, like, <laughs> going all over the And it's all, like, burnt, because, like, he's, like, a burn victim. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he finally gets out, and the guy's been killed. And so he just steals the guy's shopping and lies on him as he's dying yeah. in the street. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah. So he hears some gunshots, and he goes down the alley, and this old guy's just bleeding on the ground. And he, he's just like, ooh, I don't know what brand it was. like Cher- Cherry Garcia, I think yeah. he said. He just starts eating it. Um... But yeah, it's fun. Like, I mean, I really like that first one. I don't think it's the great comic book film ever makes it out to be. I think it's a pretty serviceable plot. Like, it's very kind of simple. But I think it's a really fun movie. I think now that they've, you know, everyone knows who... De- like, there is no one in the world who doesn't know who Deadpool is now. Like, everyone knows who it is. I think they can do some really great stuff with those movies. So, so yeah, that is the end of Trailer Trash, I think, guys. Unless mm-hmm. there's anything we've missed. I don't think so. Which means we have one more topic... The, well, we have our topic now for the night. Do we have time for any more reviews, or are we just going to skip straight to We the... can review stuff if you want to. I'm sorry. Like we, no, that's we... cool. I'll quickly just fly through two films I watched this week. First well, one... We watched a movie too, James. We did watch a movie. You go first. We'll do lightning reviews. Um, Hell or High Water, oh, which I is Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. Oh, okay. Um, have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. yeah. I have not. I loved it. Uh, it's like a modern-day Western. Mm. So these... Two brothers, oh, one of them's being sort of ripped off by a bank. I'll just, like, fly through this. And so they decide to, like, rob different branches of the same bank, just in different towns and stuff like that. And Jeff Bridges plays, like, a sheriff who's trying to, like, tra- uh, hunt them down and find who's responsible. Um, so, yeah, it's basically, like, a heist sort of Western thriller kind of thing. Mm. But the ending is very suspenseful, very tense. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were talking about this film around the store a lot um, where I work and they were loving it and like one guy was like it's the best film I've seen all year so I went and been like alright this is going to be a great film I liked it I didn't love it I felt like it was very slow in some points mm. but the final like shootout is amazing and that last scene on the porch oh, so which they show it showed at the Oscars I was like this is the best scene like, no, like they have to show this scene because it's yeah. the best scene in the film uh, is great as well yeah I really enjoyed it but I didn't think it was the best film of the year no, no, it's not the best film there. But I think uh, one thing it just cemented for me was I think, well, I hope that Chris Pine starts getting more roles like this because I think he's, if we had, a, I can't believe I didn't add him to my list last week of people who deserve Oscars. Yeah, because yeah. um, I think he cops a bit of stick for being handsome. And I think for a while it was just playing like the popcorn sort of uh, blockbusters, mm. you know what I mean? But man, this guy can act. Yeah, he looked. Did you think it was really strange seeing with a handlebar mustache? Yes, though? it was. Yeah. So weird. You know, you can tell when someone's like 
traditionally handsome is when they put like shitty things like a mustache <laughs> yeah. on him and he's just like god damn it yeah, I guess I've been pulling off for a while then <laughs> yeah um and Ben Foster wow that dude just put like I don't know whether he did for the role but he's just like really like pudgy and going bald it looks really weird cause oh, that's man. the kid who plays Angel in X-Men 3 and he looks delicious in that movie yeah. you're like uh, I've seen him a few I mean he's in um this Lance Armstrong biopic that came out uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. I forgot what it's called, but uh, that guy's a really good actor as well, so yeah. There's that. this really great flick he's in, and it's really old. I'm going to say really old. It's probably like 2000, 2001, and it didn't get a release theatrically. I got a DVD release. It's called Bang Bang You're Dead. Yeah. And it's a high school shooting film about a kid who um, gets tormented and, and bullied, and it's Ben Foster's the kid. But instead of... Um, going on a shooting spree, he writes one. I'm pretty sure it's all about how like he used literature to overcome differences or whatever. Mm. It's fantastic. I haven't seen that it. That sounds really good. I haven't seen it play like 13 years, but I've got it on DVD. Um, and yeah, it's really, really good. I just grabbed it one day because I'm like, oh, that's Angel from X-Men. Check this out. And yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, that dude's been good, great forever. Like every time, yeah. like, everything I've seen, I'm like, that guy's really yeah, good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, unbelievable. Another hugely underrated actor. So yeah, I'd give that one a an eight as well. I really liked it, so I'd give it seven handlebar mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one I saw was Passengers. I haven't watched that yet, but oh, I have. How's that? I have. I have. I downloaded it on iTunes, so I haven't. Watched yeah. It yet, so I also got it from iTunes. Rented it though. Who's in that again? Uh, Chris Pine and Jennifer. No, Chris Lowe. Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, and Jennifer that's Lawrence. The Jennifer Lawrence yeah, and yeah. Martin Sheen. We were going to go see yeah. that in cinemas. In yeah, Tom watched it as well. Tom, who's it's, on my other show. Oh, yeah. I won't spoil any plots. It's definitely worth checking out. Almost the highlight of the film to me is the set design. It's like it looks stunning. Yeah. I was just like, I want to be on this ship. It mm-hmm. looks so amazing. So you should watch it just for that. Um, and I won't give you any plot points because it's quite a simple plot, and mm. I don't want to spoil anything. But it's a lot more existential than you would think. You think. You know, in the trailer, it's just like, oh, they both woke up early. Mm. They're meant to be traveling from Earth to this planet called Homestead 2, mm. which takes 130 years. And in the trailer, they oh, it's not spoiling anything. In the trailer, they both like wake up early. Yeah. Mm. And there's just a lot more to it than that. So Yeah, I've heard like a couple of things and kind of figured some things out from the trails and stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go into because Tina has, doesn't know anything that I was looking for. I won't give it a score either. Okay, done. Um, well, we watched Jackie. We did. Oh. We watched Jackie. The um, Natalie Portman biopic of Jackie O, mm-hmm. aka JFK's Jackie wife. Kennedy. And uh, it was really slow. Yeah, yeah. it was quite really far. like. Um, I I wanted to keep watching it because I'm interested in the content. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I was not interested in that con- in the content, I would have turned it off very quickly. Okay. Because very... the pacing is extremely slow. It's like, I'll tell you what it's like. It's really fascinating, fascinating subject matter, just delivered totally the wrong way. Like, have yeah. you seen Tinker Ta- Taylor's Old Spy? Yeah, favorite. which is okay. one of your favourite so, movies. So yeah. I haven't. We've yeah. tried watching it multiple times and we just can't get through mm. it because it's so slow. And that's what it felt like watching. I was like, I don't know whether we've been watching for 10 I minutes or like, an hour. Yeah. Like yeah, I felt like it was watching all of the talking bits of Forrest Gump. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, Forrest Gump's fantastic, especially because it's juxtaposed against all that comedy and all that. Yeah. You know, the music, the, the as well. music yeah. and the the action and blah blah blah. And obviously, like this story is not going to be funny. Mm. 
Um, there are a couple of funny moments. There, like, a couple of, there are a couple of funny moments. There's a couple of <gasps> moments like when her son for his birthday gets like a cowboy set with a gun and you're just like, oh my god. Like his dad's just been murdered. His yeah. dad has literally just been shot in the head like three days ago. Mm. Um, and I think Natalie Portman does a fantastic... Fantastic job mm, she's really of doing it. Jackie. Jackie, she's just a, does a great job. I my issue with it was that again, it felt like a movie that had like seven endings. Mm. So, yeah. so like it, you know, like a scene ends and you go, oh, that's the end of the movie. No, 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 there's another scene yeah. after that. Oh, that's the end of the movie. No, there's another scene after that. Like I reckon the movie should have ended. Like spoiler alert, there's a scene towards the end where you actually see like. Um, she's sitting in the car and JFK is in her lap and she's holding his skull together mm. and they're just driving down the road. So she's it's covered in blood. It's really graphic. It's yes. really, really graphic. And I was like, beautiful. End on that scene. Mm. doesn't end on that no, scene. Okay, There's like yeah. another three scenes after. I was like, that's where you should have ended. Like that was the pinnacle. That was perfect. And the, the other thing I'll say is it's very stilted dialogue. Like it's not... Because yeah. I think you can watch... An hour and a half. It's only an hour and a half. It's a very short mm. film. I think you watch an hour and a half of dialogue and it can fly by if it's done right. Like, Clerks is a perfect yeah. example. Like, I know I talk about that film a lot. That's just two guys talking for an hour and a half. But it works because mm. it's interesting dialogue. Where it's dialogue that's very historically accurate. So yeah. it's... I'm not saying people had less fascinating conversations back in the 60s, but it's all about government. Like, yeah. I think the other issue was that, like... Because the movie cuts between the events... And an interview that she's doing mm. with a guy at her house after after the shooting. Who plays the interview? Oh, Billy, uh, Billy Crudup. He's yeah. great. Oh, Billy Crudup's uh, great. See, the problem that I had was that I couldn't understand his stance in the movie. Was he, like, trying to catch Jackie out? Was he trying to support no, her? No, I think he was trying to... It was to... so hard to figure out, like, what... His actual role was no. I think he was there basically as someone to hold her hand through the story and kind of guide us through it. And I think he was trying to tell her story, but you know, being the public figure that she is, she didn't want certain aspects to become out. So like, he's there, so we do hear the full story, even yeah. though she's cutting bits out. Yeah. Um, but it's other things like you know they use this filter on the whole time, so it looks like it's shot. It's in mm. the sixties. Have you watched a movie from the nineteen sixties? Sometimes that look is very hard to get through. Yeah. Like those old James Bond films are wonderful, but God, they feel long. It's just like yeah, yeah. I understand. Like I think the lack of glossiness doesn't help it. And also, for a film that's called Jackie, it's really not about her. It's... But that's the thing. Like I mean, at the end of the day, like th- that that whole event just overshadows her. Yeah, like, and that's the reason why. Like I mean, that's the reason why I watch it because I love hearing about and reading about the assassination of JFK. I think it's incredibly interesting content. Mm, it is. It's but here's the thing, like, it's an hour and a half film, and it's this is the plot of the film. It's about Jackie, Jackie's husband being murdered mm. and her trying to organise his funeral. No, you, no, you know mm. what? I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Yes, I, I think, yes, that is the plot of the film, but I think... I think it is a film about her. Yes, it is about the assassination of JFK, but it's how she... Like, once a person's dead, a person's dead. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, then life no longer matters, or not no longer matters, but, like, there's nothing that they can do. They're yeah. dead. Yeah. It's it's the people who are alive that suffer yeah. from that person's death. And so 
you know, nobody knows what she went through after JFK's death. Everybody knows what JFK went through after his death. He died. Mm. That's it. That's the end. And so, like, she not only had to pick up the pieces, literally pick mm. up the pieces of him, mm. but, like, she then had to bring up these kids and all of this sort of stuff like that. And, yes, like, the content of organising the funeral might be considered boring, but I think that it's got less to do with that and it's got more to do with she's in the limelight here. Mm. She was literally sitting next to her husband one minute and then holding his dead body the next. And how does a person cope with that? Like, there's this scene where she literally, she gets on the plane, they fly to, like, this other city, and they inaugurate the other guy on national television, and she's still wearing her clothes that are covered in JFK's Mm. blood. Mm. She has not gone home to have a shower to wash her husband's blood off her. I will say this. You've turned me around. Mm. Like, you're right. Like, the more I think about it, I think that, that, that therein does kind of like the problem. Like, it's not a traditional biopic. Yeah. Like, most people, like, if, you know, if someone else made the ja- the Jackie movie, it would be about her growing up and how she met JFK mm. and their glitzy life. But and nobody the, wants and to the, know that. And the last scene would be yeah. him getting shot. Mm. And instead, it's very bold filmmaking to be like, we're going to open with him dying. And then yeah. she went to the story of what she did for the next week. It's literally over the space of a week. So does it yeah. start or end with both? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes through a series of like flash forwards and flashbacks okay, yeah. and stuff like that. But that means, um, unfortunately, and you're right. Like when you like, when you say it like that, I'm like, oh, that is kind of interesting. I wish the filmmaker had have told it as impassionately as you had. Yeah. And therein lies the problem. It's yep. very slow. It's very dry. Yep. Mm. And it's just, I think it's a film a lot of people should see. But I can't imagine a lot of people will be able to sit through it. Mm. Because even I... And I can sit through a lot of stuff. I will, like, commit. And even I was just like... Oh, is this, like, is this, like, I was like... I went to the toilet just so I could pause and see what the timestamp yeah. was. I was like, where are we? Like, we've got to be almost done with it. Yeah. Um, which of, is unfortunate. But she is great in She's it. fantastic. And one of the things that I love about it is that... Um, she portrays Jackie... Uh, the the different sides of Jackie really really well. So like there's the one there's the one side where she's doing the the interview with the guy and she's like you know I'm not gonna who do you think I am I'm not gonna reveal this story like I have my right to my own privacy and blah blah blah. And then you have the other side of Jackie where she's like taking the people through the house mm. on national television. She's like. This is our this is our chair. We don't know where it came from. It's just a chair. And so there and then it's I, like you I, know she's like re- like her public figure is quite ditzy. And I so like I had that. problems and with that then, as well because even though I knew it was a performance that Natalie Portman was putting on as Jackie, that Jackie was putting on as mm. a ditz, it felt like bad acting because it's Jackie O not being but out that's of the form. Thing. And I know, yeah. but that made it tough as well because mm. I'm just like. I know what's going on here, yep. but it doesn't stop the fact that I'm watching someone who can't act trying to act. And that just shows how fantastic Nellie Portman is. It is, but I think it's done. I don't yep. think it's done the right way. Yep. I think you need to. Like, that works in humorous situations, mm. but I think when there's so much seriousness and just dryness mm. occurring. It just makes it feel longer. But I think it also really speaks for the era because it's like. 
Oh, what can the First Lady do? Oh, I know what the First Lady can do. She could take us through the White House and talk about the furniture. And it's really like, so So, what do you think of this piece, Jackie? And she's like, we really like it, mm. sort of thing. Like, it's like, oh, and then that's juxtaposed against the Jackie who then has to bring up her kids and tell them, you know, daddy's not coming home because, you know, he had to go to heaven and mm. all this kind of stuff like that. And it's just like, whoa, there's like so many facets to this person. Yeah. Like, you don't, you like, she's just a footnote in history, basically. You know, especially when it comes to JFK, because everybody's like, oh, Marilyn Monroe and JFK. Like, Jackie Jackie Kennedy really is just a footnote. Mm. And yet, it's so good to see, like, Natalie Portman portray all of these different sides to it. And there's sides that you don't like. Like, I really don't like that whole, yeah, this is the furniture mm. side. And, like when, she, like, when she's on the plane... And she's like, um, we need to, we need to do this. Oh no, we need to do that. Or oh, who's doing this? And I don't. And like, as much as you go, I don't like what I'm seeing right now. You go, shit. That really is like, I like. I kept thinking to myself, but that's how what I would do. Mm. You know, if I, if if my husband just got shot and I was covered in his blood, I'd be like, in the exact same state that she would be in. Do you know what I mean? Or at least I assume I would mm. be. I don't know. Mm. You haven't Let's been shot yet, James. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that ended up being a really long review. Sorry yeah, about that. For a movie that didn't deserve that much. Yeah. Okay, so I know enough about it. You might as well score it now. Out of how many Chanel suits would you give it? Um, I mean, no, more than yeah. specifically the Chanel hat that she wears. Yeah, That's what I like. Yeah, the pillbox hat. Yeah. Uh, so as a film, I'm giving it five Chanel pillbox hats. Mm. Because of the content, and I'm a fan of the content, of the content, I'm bumping it up to six. Okay, six. But I would say, yeah, a around soft, five. A soft six? A soft six, maybe a 5.5. 5. Um, I would give it a five. I think it's a movie that everyone should try and watch, but I don't think it needs to be watched. The yeah, you don't is, have to watch this movie. The, fa- the fact you're telling me that it's an hour and a half, I'll probably watch it. Mm. I think if it was longer. It feels like an hour and a half. Yeah. No, it feels like. It feels longer than It feels an hour longer than Logan did. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're just going to pop some claws. Like, yeah. Yeah. Take revenge on these guys. Wouldn't that have been weird <laughs> if Logan turned up in it? Which is actually interesting because in one in I think in X-Men Apocalypse, they do talk about, I think it's, it's either Apocalypse or Days of Future Past, they talk about how Magneto was arrested for assassinating JFK, but actually he was trying to stop the bullet. Oh, yeah. I think it was in Days of Future Past. Anyway, yeah. that's the crossover between Logan and yeah. Jackie. The crossover no one ever saw coming. <laughs> Uh, guys, we have a topic this week. I know cool. we got, we're already like going on pretty late, but it doesn't matter because we got a topic to talk about. In the spirit of Logan, I know we did a topic regarding Logan last week. We're doing it again because we love this movie. It's so good, it deserved two weeks. Um, our topic this week is top five characters who deserve one last ride, one last film. Characters who you know maybe haven't got you know the right treatment, or maybe you just want to see one more film. Um, who the way Wolverine got one more ride. That's what it is. Top five, one last movie. Yeah. I feel like I've really well, No, I think, like, to me, I've gone, like, one more, one last outing mm, rather yeah. than movie because, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Tina? Um, I really struggled with this one uh, because in my head it was like, all right, that means, like, sequels or spin-offs. And I don't really like sequels or spin-offs. So um, I just came up with people that I want, characters or people that I want to see again. Yep. Except for my number one, which is something that I've been harping on for a very long time mm, that should sure. be made. Yeah, but that's just, a, that's just an interpretation of it, yeah. so it's fine. Cool. So who's going to start? You. 
Me? You're up. Oh, okay. That's why we said tennis. All righty. Well, um, this is a funny one. This one is left of centre. Uh, I would love to see a movie all about Yoda. Yeah. You know that? Yoda. He was always on my list. I was thinking about him. Because we see Chewie's planet. Uh, We assume that Yoda's from Dagobah. We don't actually know. I don't think that is. So I I always just assumed he was. I think he just lives there. I think he retreated retreated there after the Clone Wars. There you go. I want to know his story. I want to know. There must be other. Yeah. There must be a race of little Yodas. Yeah, yeah. there must be a race it's of little Yodas. It's the cutest Star Wars movie yeah. ever. Um, and I just, I just love Yoda, so yeah. I'd love to see him in something again. I was very upset when he died because he did not that is deserve to die. So sad when yeah. he just like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cough, and then he just like. But I also think that's. Especially in the life of a Jedi, a death that you very rarely see. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He like wasn't peaceful in your sleep. I mean, death. some warriors want to die in battle, but he wasn't murdered. He literally he died giving returning hope to the galaxy. Mm. But um, do you want to see origins, or do you want to see him like trained to become a Jedi? Or just, I don't know. Do you want to see like the my I'd wife like and kids version? to see little version? baby Yoda. <laughs> no, that's gonna be sad if I see him because he's all by when we meet him, he's mm. by himself. Yeah, but he's eight hundred odd. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't even know if that race looks like that. Yeah. He might just be a really old dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe exactly. like maybe that's the thing. There's so many unanswered questions. Or maybe they're inhabitants. There's not like it's not the way like all humans kind of look the same. Like we're all a little bit different. We all yeah. Look the same. Like, maybe, maybe there's purple Yodas. Maybe it's just like maybe, the even, maybe it's not even the same shape. Like maybe yeah. it's just like one's a blob. Yeah. One's a squiggle. One's yeah. a Yoda. I was yeah. always like I was always under the impression that he was like the only one of his kind. I figured he was the last like, of his yeah. kind. Oh yeah. I assumed like because mm. we've never seen anything else. That's true. Mm. But that would be weird that he's just like the last of his race. But I mean, why not? Maybe that'll be answered in The Last Jedi. Like maybe. He's so cute yeah. and crotchety. Yeah. So that's my number five, Yoda. That was a good start. Good start. Mm. I've talked a lot. So. Alright, I'll go next. Okay, so my first one is, I'll preface it, it is a prequel request. Mm-hmm. And it is the origins of Alex Trevelyan, who is Sean Bean in GoldenEye. Ah. It's 006. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you remember GoldenEye. For and a he... long time. Is it Terry Hatchell? I don't think yes. I've even uh, actually seen no, Goldeneye. GoldenEye. No, 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 no. It's, um... She's... I'm not sure who the... I will look it up while you talk. Yeah, uh, I've always... So, if you... Okay, so if you don't remember it, so he plays 006, and right at the start, he and Pierce Brosnan and 007 are on a mission together, and then he gets, like, captured, mm. and then sacrifices himself, like, Bond blow. He's like, just get out of here, and he... Bond doesn't like he is an explosion, so we think he's dead. But he comes back at the end as the main bad guy, and I just wanted. I've always been like, oh, let's know what turned him yeah. from 006 into like the an bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. To bring it back to X Men, it's the girl who played uh, Jean Grey, Funky Jensen. Funky Jensen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she squeezes people with her thighs and like a boa constrictor, and they <laughs> they like suffocate. Uh, her last name is on a top, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, did they? And I would still love to see that movie. Did they address that in um, Rogue Agent, the video game? Because it was a Bond game where you played as a double agent gone rogue. I have not played it. So I, I don't know get, if that's based on I could on not his. get past the first mission. It was too hard. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure. So, no. But mine was just... I mean, 
the shame is like uh, Sean Bean's getting on a bit now, and I think he was really good as that mm. role. But like, yeah, just always thought, what's his story? Well, they could mm. cast the kid from Game of Thrones who played young yeah, Sean Bean. Like, right. he, yeah. like he, could, he could just get work playing all of Sean <laughs> Bean's prequels. Right. I'll do a Boromir origin yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so my first one is also kind of left to center, really obscure. Um, I would like to see a, a, a follow-up to the character of Ava from Ex Machina. Um, she was yeah. the robot in oh, X-Men. So and I don't want to spoil too much because he hasn't seen it and I really want him to see it and not know how it mm. ends. But the way that ends is she essentially gets to kind of start her own life and I want to know whether we're going to get like a Westworld type story of her like of taking The old humans, mainland inf- infiltration. <laughs> or whether we'll see her just kind of start her own life and like maybe, you know, it starts with her having a husband and kids and then, you know, the government comes after in like a minority report type way. Like, um, I think she's a really fascinating, wonderful character like that. So, like, just beautiful and, like, you want to take care of her, but she's also got this really dark streak and, like, mm-hmm. I think there's so much you can do with that character. And even though it may bastardize that original movie to do a sequel, I want to know more about her character. So I think Ava from Ex Machina would be a great film. Mm. Yeah, nice. Cool. So, oh, good first round. Awesome. So my number two is a lot more lighthearted. Uh, these this are two, episode definitely needs it. So. Yes. <laughs> these two characters um, are characters that I've grown up with and, you know, not thought about a lot. Um, and I think they, they, they reached their peak in their 90s and then just sort of disappeared. And I want to see them again, and that's Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see some more Walls and Gromit. They did have a movie at, about 10 that years were ago. Rabbit. Curse of the yeah. Rabbit. But they also had another show, because there was another show, I think it's like the, the World of Invention or something. They do have another show. Oh, do they? It came out a few years ago. It's mm. on DVD, so... Um, I just like, uh, I just really like Aardman production yeah. stuff. Like, I really like, um, uh, what's it called, like Creature Tales or something about... Um, I know what you're talking about, the yeah. animals, and they t- so what they do is they get Vox Pops of people on, on the street and then they use those but they put it to like animals mm. sort of thing like that and little claymation animals cool. so like mm. they might get pigeons talking about like you know um, you know taxes being too high or something yeah. like that which is really quite cute so yeah I want to see good old Wallace and Gromit again what like, did you see them do? I don't know back to the moon I, guess I that, love that I guess that wasn't part of the original question, but we mm. should like we should kind of like I guess pitch an idea or at least kind yeah. of have, have an idea to see them go yeah you know it would be funny to see them come to Australia yeah, yeah you know? and like you see see a see a Wallace who's all sunburnt in yeah. his like and they have to like and everything he's like got that. face up against like an evil kangaroo or yeah, something like that he's got you know? like his big like vortress but at first when they get there they have a device where they can walk around upside down because yeah. Australia's like yeah <laughs> so they think it's that like upside cool. down there. Yeah, and so Wallace and Gromit. And he hates mine. Vegemite on crackers. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. only for cheese. But Got he the makes, cheese, Gromit. He makes the compromise of toasted cheese and Vegemite. <laughs> okay, so my number four is the Fresh Prince himself. Ah, Smith, there Smith, you go. Yeah. As in the actual Fresh Prince. Yeah, the Fresh okay. Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just always thought. I mean, it's just like a beloved sitcom of our youth. Mm. It started in the yeah, early absolutely. 90s. Was it 80s or 90s? I feel like early mm. 90s. I think yeah. it's 90s, but I'm not sure. Um, and I've just, I think it ran for about six seasons. Um, and I always just thought, you know what? I'd like to just check in on their lives mm. now. Just a, just even like a one-hour special, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing. Well, unfortunately, his mm. un- the guy who's uncle yeah. passed away recently. Yeah. Yeah. But you could have him and, and his... And is it... 
Carlton? Yeah. I, mm. I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah, so, so yeah, Carlton is his cousin. Get on some crazy adventures. Like, maybe Carlton's got some kids. Yeah, yeah. And Hillary plays, like, the... Uh, like, she's, like, a snobbish older sister. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my number four. Fresh Prince yeah, of Bel-Air. Do you have any idea how you like to see... What you like to see them doing now, or...? Uh, I mean, no. Nah, I'd just like to... Yeah, I mean, I would like... I think Will would be in entertainment somewhere. Yeah. Like, he'd be hosting something. But, no, nah, it was more just, like, I think... They're such iconic characters to me that I grew up with mm. that I kind of just want to check in with them and see how they're doing mm. at my age, you know what I mean? Sure. Nice. Uh, my next one is the Ghostbusters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my next one is another kind of left to center one. Um, it's the Firefly, Firefly family who are the redneck murderers in House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you've never seen the Devil's Rejects, um, it ends... With this wonderful, like, 10 minute long sequence where they play Freebird in its entirety and they're riding, like, they've killed all these people and, like, the cops have got them surrounded. Like, there's like, this huge, like, kind of, uh, like, a, like a roadblock set up and there's nowhere and there's riding into, like, the sunset towards the cops and they're getting destroyed by bullets and, yeah. like, Freebird's playing. But there are so many stories we haven't heard of these characters and they're these wonderfully horrible, vile people. And each, like, even House of a Thousand Corpses, which I would say is inferior to Devil's Rejects, is still this wonderful, messed up horror film. I'd love to see more of these characters, whether it's spin-off films of individual characters, or whether it's just like, another one of their adventures, like maybe the story between those two movies, or even the story before it. Um, and Rob Zombie has said in the past he'd like to do something with them again, so uh, hopefully it'll happen, but I think they're really kind of fascinating, cool horror icons. Because so I want to put a horror villain in there, and I'm like, well, we've seen a million Jasons and Freddies. But these guys have only had two, and mm. I just feel like we should get at least one more. Cool. That's mine. Yeah, very obscure. I don't know those people, but that's cool. Alrighty. So, my number three is um, maybe not one that you might have thought that I would say. Um, but it's and, it's... and some would argue that it doesn't need to be made because the trilogy is so perfect, and you don't need to further on that trilogy. However... I would like to see this character in something again because I think they're a really interesting character, and that's Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Oh, awesome! Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. So you know whether that's something. Well, it's definitely that's... not a perfect trilogy. Yeah, no, number three isn't I, amazing. I three is one of those movies yeah. I, I've defended number three for so long. I was like, it's not that bad, guys. It's got a really great twist ending, and it's really good. And yes, Oscars 1 and 2, but it's really good. And then a couple of years ago, we watched the trilogy, and 1, I'm like, bellissima. Mm. And 2, I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not as good as 1. People love 2 better than 1, but I disagree. I think there's too much time spent on uh, Michael. We should spend more on, call, uh, on Don, his father. Like, I think that's the See, I, I prefer it to spend it on Michael. Then. I think the Robert De Niro story is mm. way more interesting mm. than that second movie. The third movie should have been Michael's story in mm. that. And then the third one we're watching, and we've got like an hour in, and Tina's falling asleep, and she's like, watch the rest tomorrow. And like every day for like a week, I'm like, I'm yeah. watch this again, maybe later. But I don't, like, I don't actually remember it at all. I was like, it's not good, is it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I refuse to watch it because the first two are so perfect. Yeah. And I used to, I remember um, just when I was a, not a kid, because we didn't watch those kind of movies, but I reckon when I was like 20, mm. I used to debate with a mate of mine, he'd always fight for The Godfather, and I'd fight for Goodfellas as being our favourite like gangster mm. film. So I, I started off, I'm like, oh, no, nah, screw The Godfather, because I wasn't, I wasn't in that camp. So it took me a while to come around to the first one. It took me mm. two tries. Like, I started it, mm. couldn't get into it. 
And I'm like, wow, no, this is so good. That wedding scene is long. Yeah, yeah that's right. That, yeah, it's just like, fucking, how long is this going to go I for? Yeah, two very different films. I think it's very hard to compare Goodfellas and, and Godfather because Goodfellas is very tongue-in-cheek and a lot mm. more kind of fun and like yeah. kind of, it's all about them wanting to be mobsters, yeah. whereas in Godfather, they're like, we're not mobsters. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's very kind of stark mm. and serious. And really well done. Like it's, but it's yeah, it's not. And a... very accurate to the book. Like I yeah. haven't read a lot of the book. I've only read like the first few chapters, but it's very accurate. Mm. Um, but yeah, and but the second one, I, I, that is, I prefer that. It's almost perfect. Just the, yeah. Every time you're thinking like, oh, you know, every t- any time either setting because it's like obviously set between Michael mm. and his and Robert De Niro playing the young Vito. Mm. Uh, it's like. Every time you're about like, oh, I'm ready for a change, it just changes, mm. and it's really entertaining. And then it switches yeah. back, and he's in Sicily. You know, Michael has to hide yeah. in Sicily and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, it's oh, so good. Don Homer. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice. It's Yeah, I do like it. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I think the two, you could. I mean, I don't know whether this is in the book or whether like they made changes for the film. I felt like they didn't have enough story for Michael. So like, you know, we'll tell more of his father's story as well. But his father's story is fascinating on its own. Like, I would almost mm. rather that be the sequel. And then come back to Michael. Like, we had all of Michael in that first movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, See, I'd be totally happy to cut out all of the... Vito um, stuff. Vito stuff. I reckon they go perfect together. Yeah. I wouldn't change that movie at all. No. But maybe, maybe our... Um, instead, of a, instead of a sequel or a prequel, we have a revamp of number three. Imagine if they try and remade those films. Oh. They will one day. You know, it's like they will. Justin they, Bieber or something. They remade, <laughs> they remade Ben-Hur, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, is it me? Yep. Did you actually have anything else to say about it? Or did we just... We could just... Oh, yeah. Um, sorry We just started praising the Godfather. Just that I really like young Al Pacino. It is wonderful. He it's is so good. good guy. Those are like... And that's a three-hour movie that I could watch mm. whenever. Like, yeah. It's one of those flicks. I'm just like, yeah, I think let's watch The Godfather. Put it on Blu-ray, put it on DVD. So, my number three is Bernard Black. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, of course, absolutely. Absolutely. I would like to go back, another series of him and Manny yeah. and Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter when it's set because nothing happens. It's like the Seinfeld yeah. of England, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, just m- more of this miserable book store owner. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, again, there's another one I grew up with. There's a theme here. Mm. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. Just... No, that's fantastic. Have you, um, just to diverge for a second, have you seen the um, uh, modern Sim- Seinfeld Twitter? No. Oh, it's, you gotta, you gotta oh, get oh. on it. It's so funny. It'll be things like, you know, um, Kramer is, is trying to be an Instagram model while George is having issues with a girl because... She always calls him back whenever he texts her. Yeah. He's like, it's just a text. It's too much. <laughs> just sort of thing like that. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. The one where, like, what he shows just... her a photo and then she swipes. Yeah. Like, you don't you swipe. swipe. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody swipes. Um, yeah, no, absolutely Bernard Black. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a blanket over the whole show, Black Books. I mean, he was just the main character, obviously. Just continue, sorry. Yeah. That's right. We're having a drinks break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the Would you you have them... Sorry to interrupt, but would you have them like... um, um, 
still set in a bookstore, or like would would Bernard have like gone out of business and then something Do else? Do you think he's selling Kindles or? Yeah, I reckon he's... No, nah, you know what? I reckon he has gone out of business and he's just, like, working in a job that he hates now. Yeah. Or do you think, like, the, um, the Impossible's happened and he's got a really popular, kitschy antique store? Like, because now he's got stuff that's retro and cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now, nah, I reckon Manny's famous and he hates him for it. So, like, Manny doesn't need him anymore, but Bernard probably still bullies him like he does. <laughs> so here's some examples of one Seinfeld... Jerry goes to a cat, refuses to go to a cash-only diner. Jerry, they've seen the credit card. They know the credit card. It's time to accept the credit <laughs> card. And um, Elaine's autocorrect makes her look racist in front of her new boss. Elaine, why would they even program that, program that in? Jerry, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> Kramer thinks the NSA is spying on him, and so he goes off the grid, except he uses Jerry's phone computer and email. You're just on my grid, <laughs> sort of thing. It's just really, oh, it's it. just so good. It's so funny. I guess it's time for my number three. Yep. Who's number three work for? <laughs> um, for me, guys, it was the bride from Kill Bill. Yeah, I saw um, that, that on a, a on a top one hundred characters list. That's a character that I love, and you could argue that her story is told. You could, except. That there's unfinished business in those movies. Mm. Is there? Vanita Green's daughter uh, has, was offered the chance for revenge when she's grown up. Um, and if the son of one of the deadly Viper Assassination Squad members is anything like her mother, she's going to want revenge on the bride. And unfortunately, the bride will have to die because that's how good and evil works. Um, but I would love one more. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's only doing two more movies. I would love if one of them was another samurai film. Like, mm. he just did such a good job with those first two. Um, it, is it the most necessary film? No. Do we need another Kill Bill film? No. But don't Do you... we want another Kill Bill film? Yes. <laughs> don't you kind of want to see Uma Thurman like, put on the yellow suit one more time and mm. yeah. hack people to bits? Do a crossover with Logan? <laughs> <laughs> Just all crossovers there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not, this is the most needed film, but... Yeah, give her one last shot. Like, mm. Let's just... Just let her empty the bag and just give her everything she's got and, you know, mm. rock out one more time. That'd be cool. Maybe she works with her own daughter and stuff. Maybe Baby is an assassin as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. That, that's a cool one. Nice. All right, my number two is a general broad stroke, and that is more David Tennant in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Bring him back. Do you reckon, like, Bring give him a whole other run? As... Give him... Make him just do it until he dies. Yeah. yeah. You know, just he, keep I suppose doing he's about 40, so... doing it. Make and... him do it for oh, 40 more years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's just like... The, to me, he's my he's my favourite Doctor. He's the Doctor that I started with. Um, So, he's absolutely my favourite. But he's just such a good actor. Oh my god, he's really, really good. Well, they did bring him back. Yeah, I know. They wanted to bring him back. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, it's not so unfeasible. Would like, you? Do you want to see him back as the main Doctor, or do you want him to just keep popping up in cameos? No, I want like erase the, the current timeline. Yeah. Go back to the erase end of the season current four. Timeline. Go back to, yep, season four, or like the the last chapters of David Tennant. No, erase those because they're not the last chapters of the day. Just keep him going. Just keep him going after season. Or three. maybe like, in, like you just change the ending. Like so, instead of him dying, he um exerts all of the energy he's absorbed, all the radiation. 
into the TARDIS and the TARDIS dies and then he has to find like another like suddenly yeah, this new version of the Doctor Who's without like kind of yeah. what about a spin off where he just is becomes human. He has a friend mm. with a talking he's got uh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's him and Poochie. Yeah, no it's him and K nine. K nine the worst character. Um, yeah, so I just want to see more David Tennant as the Doctor because he just did a fucking fantastic job. We as should the call Doctor. this episode the one where Tina swears a lot. <laughs> I only what, said it what three times. Uh, at least. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard for us to get him because now he's the voice of Scrooge McDuck on the new Ducktales cartoon, mm. and he's really good in it. Like they put a clip up the other day, and it's really fun. Mm. But um, I would agree. I would love to see him do some more Doctor Who mm. as well. Yep. He's actually come back. The Airing it now, a third season of Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Oh, awesome. I saw the season one. Yes. And apparently it's so good. And James, we need to get back on it. Yeah, I was Not only is it good, but he is unbelievable. Yeah, I was loving it. This is depressing. It is depressing, but it's also really good. Season two is... You're very comparable with Godfather 1 and 2. So we should do a Logan Broadchurch crossover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're equally depressing. That's when you find out at the end of season one who killed... The kid. It was Logan. Oh. Logan. It was Logan, yeah. Because the kid was a mutant from the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it was the, what is it, Whitehall? What's it called? Mm-hmm. What, what's this, what's the attack that we hear about? Westchester. Westchester. Oh, Westchester. Mm. Yeah. The kid is a young Charles Xavier. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number two is Dumbledore. Yeah. And I want three oh, prequel yeah. books or movies mm. of... Basically everything that happens in Rita Skeeter's book about yeah. him and Grindelwald. Yeah. And are, sister. I'm not sure if we're going to get that in this Fantastic Beasts yeah. series. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be five movies, but whether it's going to be about Dumbledore, I hope mm-hmm. it is. But I just, as soon as I like was reading, you know, in the seventh, the final Harry Potter book, when Rita Skeeter's book, this whole chapter's on his life, mm-hmm. just sounded so interesting. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh, Harry Potter's over. And fourth and stuff. Yeah, I mm. want, now I want like, I think three books should do it mm. to tell that. I keep saying that, Dumbledore fighting Nazis. That's all I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Did you, um, just because we brought Harry Potter up, did you finish The Cursed Child? Oh, I'm about like a third in. Okay. I could finish it in one sitting. I just haven't had a chance actually. That's good. I was just wondering. I was like, this would be a good time to get a review if you had yeah. seen it. So I finished reading it. Oh, well. My review is, Albus Severus is a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that review is very concise. Yeah. But um, Dumbledore's a good choice, man. So yeah, that's my number two. So far, I've pretty much watched all of these movies. <laughs> uh, my number two is going to be a little bit controversial because this character did have a final movie and they did send him off. I thought it was very dissatisfying and I would like one more round. Um, Christian Bale, Batman. You want to see him one more time? I want to see him one more time. I know we've got Ben Affleck and stuff going on, so I know they're not going to do it. And that's fine. But I feel like the Dark Knight trilogy is almost perfect. I think Begins is... is it's my favourite of the three. It's really good. I think Dark Knight is a, basically a perfect film. You heard me talk about it before. I think Dark Knight Rises is very problematic. I think bringing Bane in was cool, but I don't think that should be Batman's last fight. Mm. And it isn't. Like, he doesn't defeat Bane. Catwoman shoots him with a bike. And he doesn't defeat Talia al Ghul. She dies in a car crash. And he manages to fix the unfixable autopilot yeah and prevent i just feel like it's not very batman i want to see but at the same token sorry to just jump in on your re- right. thing uh it had a bit of the same elements as logan that he was at the end like i mean he was broken mm. at, when we at the start of the film we see him he's hobbling around and stuff so i feel like that had a lot to, that impacted 
what may have been traditional storylines. I mean, it did, but I had problems with that as well because Batman would never retire. Like in the comics, like he becomes Batman because his parents are murdered, but he quits because his girlfriend died. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm. Like mm. it's just he just loves his girlfriend more than he loves yeah. his parents. It's just it's just problematic. Like. True. Uh, and then he becomes Batman again because his mum's pearls get stolen. Like, there's all these weird yeah. like motivations in it. Like, yeah. um, and then how's he escape? Like, it's. I think the whole third film was a mess. It's still a wonderful mess. Like, there's some really enjoyable things. Like those Bane fights are fantastic. Like, they're great. But I think now that we've seen something like Logan, which does later kind of go a little bit crazier, let's see the final Batman story. Like, let's have instead of you know, you know him trying to stop. Bane River. Let's open with it. Open the film with you know Gordon and like all the Gotham police storming the Batcave, and they found out that like Bruce Wayne is Batman. They're coming to arrest him, and like it's him on the run. And then other you know uh, kind of horrors like invade the film, where like you know suddenly there's a, a bunch of villains, and even though they want to stop Batman, because the end of Dark Knight, they're chasing Batman. Like like we must hunt him now. Mm. And then you never want to see, you never really see Batman get hunted except for like one car chase, mm. and then Bane comes on the scene. I feel like it's really, it's just a poor finale of the film. I don't think it's a bad film, I just don't think it suits the trilogy the way the first two do. And I would like to see, I think Christian Bale did a really good job, I'd like to see him play one last Batman story, and let's end it properly. And that doesn't mean you have to, you know, kill Batman off, he doesn't have to die. But I think you need to, I, I think everything in that film is very convenient. Mm. And I think a lot of the pl- problems with the plot were written out of convenience. Because, like, like, oh, if he waits eight years, then John Blake will be an adult, so he can take over. So we'll just do that. Mm. And, ah, oh, we never mentioned it before, but Alfred always visits this cafe in Italy <laughs> once a year. Yeah. And drinks a special drink. And there's only one drink <laughs> in one cafe like it. And he'll see Batman and Catwoman there. And Batman keeps trusting Catwoman, even though all she's ever done is betray him. Like, this is... But she came back. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, once. And that was after his speech about how there's still good in her, even though there's no reason to believe that. Yeah. Um, I just think it was, yeah, just a poor ending to a trilogy. So I'd like to see, you know, one more uh, Christian Bale Batman film. Well, I would not argue against that, because those are some of my favourite movies, mm. so... Okay, so, my number one. So, this is something that I've been wanting, like... Forever, and it's not to say that the movies don't um, fulfill my needs; they do to an extent. However, we all know that when something is based on a book, you want to get as much out of that book as possible. So, my theory is that we should turn this series into like a ten-series show, and like there be. 25 episodes a series okay like that would just totally be the greatest thing ever and that is a harry potter tv show okay can i i do agree with you well can i state my argument first no thank you rather than just cutting in after i just said it so the reason there needs to be a harry potter tv show is because i want to see all that stuff that just happens at hogwarts outside of you know you know, the Philosopher's Stone and, oh my god, the Chamber of Secrets has been open. Show me going to class and practicing spells and, you know, there's a little bit of silliness going on and Peeves comes in. Show me, um, you know, Harry's looking at Cho from across the table and, like, yeah. you know, basically the office. Yeah. But just so Hogwarts. you want to see, like, Hogwarts life. Yeah. 
everything. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, show me before Harry, like you could do a whole season of Harry growing up in the Dursleys sort of thing like that, mm. you know. So make it like seven seasons, like one season per year level. Mm. Then show me an eighth season that's like Harry growing up in th- with the Dursleys. Show me another season where it's like, you know, Dumbledore with the Nazis and everything. We need a Harry Potter TV show yeah. that goes through every specific detail so it can finally satisfy the fans' mm. needs. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. Here's my caveat. I, I do. I think we do need a Harry Potter TV show. I don't think we need ten seasons, and I don't think we need twenty five episodes per season. I think a seven season Netflix run mm. is perfect because Netflix does a very good job of telling stories in a concise way in thirteen episodes. I would even say oh, I want more than thirteen. Episodes. I would even say the HBO method of ten episodes, like those Game of Thrones books. Oh, no. I understand, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to get to the point where you're overproducing, so you're just making yeah. episodes. Just because you've got the money to do it. I, I basically want friends yeah. in Harry Potter. Um, uh, I, th- I think you can do it, the Netflix method very easily. And they do mm. a lot of, you know, origin stuff through flashbacks. Mm. With the exception of the opening episode of Daredevil, which literally shows how Matt Moore becomes blind. Mm. Everything is told through flashbacks. And you yeah. could do that. And you could... Well, see, the way that I would do it was that I would make it a sitcom. Mm. But I would make it an open-ended sitcom. So not a close-ended sitcom like How I Met Your Mother where there's an ultimate goal at the end Mm. of it. An open-ended sitcom like Friends or like The Office Mm. where it's literally just like documentation of life at Mm. this place. And that way, it can go on forever. If you were a sitcom though, then how do you incorporate all the dark stuff? But you don't need to. We already know that we have that from the movies. Okay. So you could so set it... So we don't need it, to do, have do Force of need... Stone and Chamber of Secrets and all that kind of stuff like that. We don't need the whole Voldemort stuff. What we just want to follow is Harry, Ron, and Hermione, plus Giddy, Luna, blah, 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 their lives at Hogwarts. They can perpetually stay mm. at like year three, basically. Sort of thing like that. They don't have to move on to other year levels. You see that way you could have... Tw- oh my god, now I'm getting all excited. They could have 20 seasons. <laughs> 20 seasons per year. Yeah. yeah. That's tough because those kids get old pretty quickly. <laughs> That's like, true. Um, but it'd just be like Degrassi. Then you just get the new generation. Yeah. What I, I... I actually feel the exact same way about Star Wars. It's an argument I've mm. long been making about Star Wars. I won't hijack this for Star Wars. But I just mean like, I want to see... Mm. You know, I don't know if you remember in the second of the uh, prequels, Star Wars Episode 2, mm. they go chasing this uh, bounty hunter into a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop there and make a show of that. Yeah. I want to yeah. see what life is I'm like. I'm not going to say yep. sticks. Yeah, yeah, I want to follow that guy. Like, I want life on Coruscant. Like, yep. the rich people who live up the top mm-hmm. of these futuristic buildings and, like, the... Like the bottom feeders down, you know? Yep, and seeing all the aliens and mm. how they interact and, and how society works. You're right, it doesn't need to be like the big events. Well, if no. you want to do that, then I think you want like more of a Wizarding World TV show yeah. than yeah. Or like Hogwarts series. I don't yeah. think, if you do that, I wouldn't include Harry and stuff. Yeah, you probably if, don't need to have you're, Harry. If you're telling me you're doing a Harry Potter story, I want those plot points. Yeah. And I don't want it to be a comedy. I want it to be, I want to have jokes. But I want to do like the way Netflix handled, say, series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Or the way Game of Thrones has handled, um, sorry, <laughs> HBO has handled Game of Thrones, but I want like, I don't want you to miss a single detail. Like, mm. I want to see, you know, um, I, I want to hear like Fred and George joke about Percy singing in the shower. Yeah. I want to see Peeves. I want to yeah. see all the different, like the blasting of the scroots, the unicorns. I want to mm-hmm. see all that sort of mm. stuff that we didn't get to see. So if you're going to do a Harry Potter TV show, that's what I want. 
if you want to do the sitcom, I'm like, yeah, do like the Hogwarts. You could literally call it Hogwarts of History. Mm. You could do that. Yeah. Oh my god. You do like it's the so way good. that um, Fargo does, just like a different series in different time periods. Mm. Yeah, we have, I haven't still watched it yet, but I really want to. So you could just do like Hogwarts in the sixties. Yeah. Hogwarts yeah. in the eighteen sixties. Mm. Like what you could do, like the origins of Hogwarts, like the the founders and yeah. stuff, and how they started mm. up, or whatever. It's just so much you could. Yeah, do. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, oh, it'd be so amazing. I would agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. That's my number that was one. good. Yeah, That's that was really good. Uh, okay, my number one is one of the best characters of all time, played by one of my favorite actors in the prequels, which is Obi Wan Kenobi. So I'm talking specifically about Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan mm. Kenobi. Of course. And it makes me so upset that. I mean, Rogue One was cool, and I like the way that sets up the uh, episodes four, five, and six. Mm. But like, Han Solo spin off. You can do that anytime because you're going to get someone young who yeah. kind of looks like him. you got to do at least one or two movies while Ewan McGregor is still young, still looks the same as he does, really, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Might, it might be coming. We don't know what I mean, else is coming. I hope it is, but what is the whole... Like, I don't know anyone who... If you are a Star Wars fan and you're going to see this movie, you are a fan of Obi-Wan. No one's mm. like, I love Star Wars, but I wouldn't see a film about Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, so I want, I, I think they should, like, I'd watch five films, but mm, maybe think... just two set in between, maybe have him, I mean, obviously there's no story that we know about from How that did time. How did he become old Ben? Well, mm. that's the only you story know? I think you can tell, because you can't really tell pre-Anakin, because unfortunately he was, is too old to play that mm. version, like, you can't have him, and also, like, I don't know if Liam Neeson's coming back to be Qui-Gon and stuff, I'd love that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I would love a Liam Neeson Newman Griffith Space Cop movie where yeah. it's just like Yeah. No, well I'm I when I select this, I specifically mean in between three episodes and three and mm. episodes four. Because yeah. that's a twenty or thirty year mm. I don't I mean if Luke's pretty young in episode four, so it must mm. be about twenty years. I've got to imagine, yeah, like it's probably a lot of the first the beginning of that series would be him just on the run trying to hide yeah. and stuff because they all retreated. Because I'm like, if it's just him in the desert, like it does get, like it does become yeah. Seinfeld mm. in the desert. Yeah, you could have some really existential thing where he's just like, yeah, he looks around and lizards on a rock kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know what? You're right. Like once he, once he drops off, uh, once he drops Luke like a hot scone with uh, his aunt and uncle, um, <laughs> you know, you could have him being like hunted down by mm. the Empire. Like mm. fucking, I don't know. Just yeah. make them while you've still got Ewan McGregor because he was yeah. quite far the best part of the prequels. Mm. So, he's... You can join it with your spin-off of Yoda. Yeah. And do something oh, together. Imagine them doing like a... Yeah, like a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda and old yeah. Ben. Like, Ben's out like, going to work and stuff and Yoda's cleaning the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, my bus he is comes, coming home. Yeah. And it's dinner <laughs> tonight and it's like, mm, feed him with yes. <laughs> Worst Yoda impression mm. ever. Yeah. So that was my clear number I one. I see what you are. <laughs> Um, so my number one is what uh, it might surprise you guys because it's not a character I necessarily talk about a lot, but it's a mo- it's a franchise that I think is generally good, but this actor in particular has kind of had some good movies and some not so good movies, I think, and this was really like kind of embracing the spirit of one last ride, like one last chance to like fix up your franchise and say goodbye the proper way, and that's Daniel Craig's 007. I think Casino Royale is. Wonderful, I think it's a really like, strong entry to the franchise. And then Quantum of Solace isn't very good. It's better when you watch it back to back, but it's still not very good. And then Skyfall is amazing and wonderful. Eh, Spectre's kind of boring and doesn't mm. really do much for you, especially when you've got all like you've got the deck stacked with all those actors and stuff. 
it really should have been a lot better than what it was. So, again, I think you need to tell the last Bond story here. Like, I mean, because you're going to reboot it, like recast mm. it anyway and stuff. And as we established last week, it's just a code name, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But we should tell the one last Daniel Craig story, whether he goes rogue or whether he's perceived to have gone rogue, although that is kind of a little bit of the plot of Casino Royale as well, um, or whether it's this unfathomable international crisis. Like, I think you do so much with this character and this genre, and you could, or you know, it could be literally him telling his story in flashbacks, and you know, you get to kind of, you could even cast Daniel Craig in the different eras of Bond, so he could be, you know playing the Connery Bond in the 60s and the Moore Bond in the 70s. Mm. And, like, he's kind of going over his life, maybe while he's in, like, a prison camp or being tortured for information or something. Um, I think there's a lot you can do with it. I just feel like we need one more great Bond flick. I know he's basically done with it. I don't think he wants to do it much longer. He's getting probably a bit too old for the role now as well, which they addressed wonderfully in Skyfall and then ignored completely Inspector. <laughs> so I think... <clears throat> Get it, like, strap the suit on one more time, give him one more chance to do a Bond film and do it right and just, like, give us one cool, you know, farewell. Mm. And don't have the good guy win, you know. Maybe the institution wins, but Bond, you know, maybe we lose Bond or something. I don't know, I think... That's really crazy. The cricket just entered my house. Mm. I didn't know. Jiminy Cricket. Um, Don't kill him. He's here to grant my wish. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I agree with you there. I think... um, Considering how much talent he has and how good he is as a, in two of the Bond films he's been in, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, but how would you? I don't know how you finish that off. Like the the ending of um, Spectre just seemed so permanent, didn't it? Did it? Well, that was he found his girl. She lived to tell the tale, unlike Eva Green. I have, at the end of Spectre, first of all, I am totally against that romance, so she should not have hooked up. Mm. That was definitely a father-daughter relationship. <laughs> um, I don't know, because everyone was like, Sam Mendes is doing two back-to-back, and Blofeld's coming back, he's going to be the villain in the second one. Like, mm. I don't know, I feel... Like, yeah, I... I don't know how you do it. I don't know the, which way you do it, like, I... I did kind of steal the whole old man Logan routine of waiting, having like, you know, kind of at the end of his career, maybe he's been mm. captured or something. But I think we, I think he deserves it. I think, you know, he's been great, regardless of what I think of some of the movies. I think he's always been consistent. And I think, and yeah, in the spirit of Logan, I think he deserves that one last ride. Tell the one, the last Bond story. Let's get it right. Let's give him like a really nice fanfare on the way out and let's do it properly. Like, that's my, yeah, that's, that's my choice, number mm. one. Yeah. I would be for that. I would be for that. I think it said alt before that. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Is that a command on your computer? <laughs> yeah, I'm malfunctioning. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any honourables? I have one. I have a few. Um, and that is that this is one of my favourite Marvel characters, so I'd like to see something where it's spun off with him. But at the same time, I understand that he's you know just a minor, minor-ish character and you really just see him in the movies that he's based in. And that is... Loki! Mm. Yeah. Not our puppy Loki, the <laughs> other Loki. I would watch that movie as well. Though. I would watch our puppy Loki movie as well. Um, I think it would be really cool because, I mean, he's such an awesome character. So it'd be really cool to see him in something. Well, we've well like, uh, of his own. 
We've definitely got one more, at least one more Loki story coming, that's in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, whether that's the last Loki story or not, we're not sure yet. Um, he may pop up in Infinity War. Um, but they did do a whole like vote Loki comic book run yeah, as well, where exactly like right. he kind of snuck in onto Earth and like ran Took as a politician yeah. and like tried to get them all to like elect him as president and stuff. So there's some cool stuff you could do with that. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, I'll run through mine because I have about a million. So honorable mentions: Ace Ventura, okay, Rust Cole from um, True Detective. I haven't uh, finished the first season. Is that the McConaughey character? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel like there's more to tell there, so I won't spoil anything. I feel mm. like you could do another thing there. I feel like we need another Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that was almost on my list. I was yeah. thinking about that, but I couldn't get through two, so... Yeah. <laughs> Woody and Buzz and the gang? They've got uh, one yeah. coming. Oh, do they? I, okay. Toy Story 4 is on its way. Oh, okay. Well, I there you go. next year. Tommy Shelby from Peaky Blinders, who is Silly Murphy's character. Okay. Jonathan Ames, played by oh, from Jason Board Schwarzman to Death. from Board to Death. I yeah. love that show. So good. Yeah, really great. Uh, Daniel Craig as Mikhail Blomquist. As, that was the re- remake the of Girl, Girl Jones. Yeah. yeah, we need to finish that. I'd like them to finish it. I really love those movies. Yeah. Uh, I would like a Chang spin-off. From Community. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would like a That'd Creed awesome. origin <laughs> <Yep>. story. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who do you cast as Creed? Creed. Young Creed. Yeah. Only it's Origin. Oh. Young Creed. So you just get him to play. Yeah, actually. Oh, to dye yeah. his hair him, black with him the in high school and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With no, the like... Red Bull. Sometimes you got to ride the bull, am I right? <laughs> uh, I'm 20. Well, I'll be 20 <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett. Yeah, I think they're doing that. I think that's the they third do unannounced that. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars film. I would like an update on Jennifer Garner and Alias. I never watched that. That was always one of my favourite shows. And Baron Zemo. I think we're going to get more of him as well. Oh, good. We definitely need more of him. We need to put on the, the purple stocking over his head. So. Oh, is that what he does? That's what his, um, his official uh, like mask. is like this weird like, purple stocking with a gold star on it or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was mine. That's cool. Um, I only have a few as well. Um, so I, Robocop, not the original one. I love the original one. I think it's fantastic. That reboot sucked. But I think there was a lot of potential because they did some cool ideas with it. So I'd like to see them just... Don't go PG-13. Make it an adult action film mm. where the original one was. Go gory, go violent, do that. Um, Dread as well, from Judge Dread from the Dread film. I think that first one is amazing and we'd love a sequel. Do that. Um, I think that Bane has yet to be done right. I like Bane in Dark Knight Rises, but I want to see him pop up in a Batman film and do it right. And do it with all the poison stuff. Do Venom, yeah. Let's see mm. Venom. Let's see him pump his chest and not in the way that they did in Batman and Robin, but do it properly. Uh, and the last one is Riddick, who um, I love Pitch Black. I think Chronicles of Riddick is okay. That last one was pretty awful. Like, once again, Vin Diesel's like 50 now. Like, let's give him, you know, the last Riddick story. Let's mm. have him, like, get trapped in Butcher Bay, like, in that video game. And have him, like, have to break his way out or something. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of, like, do, like, an intergalactic prison movie. Like, but yeah. Vin Diesel, I think that'd be pretty cool. I just can't believe Vin Diesel's almost, like, what, 50 now? He's said. around 50, yeah. Wow. Um, and that's it. That's our topic for this week, guys. Oh, that was good. I think it went shorter than normal. I'm not sure. We tend to blaze through the first few quickly, but I think we slowed down. Um, yeah, running at two hours ten. Okay, but we did talk a lot about Logan. Yeah, that's true. And we did talk a lot about we had our feminism. female of the year. Yeah, we did. Awards. We actually did <laughs> yeah. do an additional topic as well. So, and we talked quite a bit about Jackie as well. So, mm. um, well, that's gonna do it this week. I don't know what next week. I'm trying to think what big films are out next week. 
Kong, Kong Skull Island's coming out soon. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell. Lego Shell's, Batman's coming out soon. Lego Batman's at the end of the month. Uh, Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell's, Shell's coming out soon. Great, actually. Yeah, I really like the look of it as well. A lot of people have been like, mm, but I like the look oh, of it. I think it's going to be great. Cool. I don't know what's, what the topic is next week because I'm not sure what it's out next week, but uh, we'll be back soon with uh, more reviews and more discussions. We were whittling down the episodes to under, like close to an hour at one point, but we've really soared back up. <laughs> yeah, and this might actually be the longest episode. This is done. the Jackie of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Past the Remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are Tina and Nick. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, goodbye from, from the Hogwarts Deschamps. champion, me. Me? I thought you were saying No, me. I'm the Hogwarts the, the champion. The Triwizard champion? Yeah. Uh, see you next week. Um, I've got well, I've got a quiz which I was going to do this week, but I don't think we'll have time. So I'll say it's up that. to you. We can do it if you want, or if you want, don't want to. Nah, because we're already right? we're probably testing people's patience right now. Two minutes. That's true. Can way. you give us the theme of the quiz to tease us for next week, or is there no real theme? It's a Harold Potter one. Oh, okay. Oh. Build it. You know what? Let's just do it now. Do it. Screw it. I've talked about it. <laughs> you guys got your wizarding hats on. Oh yeah. Are you? Are we challenging each other? Is it one at a time, or is it? No, two? that's you. First two grudge match, yeah. Sure, okay. Uh, oh, so I gotta like beep in. No, no, no. I'm, in or something. Just um, yell it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's billed as the hardest Harry Potter quiz you'll ever take. It won't. They be. always are. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's multiple <laughs> choice. So I'll give you all four. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Here we go. What fruit must one tickle in Pear. order to gain? Correct. Yep. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> Jesus. What form did Hermione's bogget take? A. Oh, oh, McGonagall telling her that she failed. Alright. Yeah. Looks like this is going to be tough for you, James. She's just quick. She doesn't let me let the question come out. But... <laughs> what is the correct... Alright, maybe I've got a... You can't answer until I give all the okay. answers. Oh, I, I, I do know this. Okay. What is the correct order for listing the Marauders? Mrs. Mooney... What? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Remember, he's got to do the thing okay. or else I'd get it right too. Mooney, Wormtail, Prongs, and Padfoot. No. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Yes. Correct. That's what I was going to say. So it's 3-1. Yep. What is the title of the first chapter of the Chamber of Secrets? Oh, um... A. Yep. The Worst Birthday. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, go let me do them all. All right. B. Dobby's Warning. C, the burrow, D, our post. The worst, the worst one, yeah, the worst birthday. Okay, so 4-1. What are the ingredients needed to make the polyjuice potion? A, oh my god, there's a lot of ingredients here. Mm-hmm. Lacewing flies, leeches, powdered unicorn horn, knotgrass, fluxweed, shredded boomslang skin, and a bit of the person you want to turn into. No, no. not that one. B, powdered bicorn horn. Not grass, fluxweed, shredded boom slang skin, a bezoar, and the hair of the person. No. Lacewing flies, leeches, powdered bison horn, not grass, fluxweed, shredded boom slang skin, and a bit yes. of a person. Tell me the last one. He's going to win it if it's C. No, I, I, no, I just didn't want to see if it's, wing, I can't remember if it's leeches or not. Lacewing fly, uh, flies, powdered unicorn horn. No, so it's number C. Correct. Let's see. Uh, I'll give you both points, so that's 5-1 at the moment. So, uh, the first two points that I lost because I didn't jump in, how does that work out? I don't know. Look, <laughs> ideally, you would have answered these separately. Oh, I, I said, is it like them. a button? And they're like, no, you just jump. First one to yell out, so I was the first mm. one to yell out. Okay, the first one to yell out after I read 
the last answer, okay? The last answer. D. When I say D, uh, I, already, I saw the questions, so I don't know the answer. Mm. What is the name of Hep Zeba Smith's house elf? Oh, yeah. Winky, Crumb, Hooky, or Hokey? Winky. Hokey. Oh. Wiggy. What's Wiggy? I didn't say, I said Winky, but I got confused. I was thinking. It's Hokey. It, yeah, it is Hokey. Correct. I didn't say Wiggy. Remember, I, wiggy. I drew the picture of Hokey when we were doing the Harry Potter no, dictionary. I don't. Where was Madame Marsh travelling to via the night bus in 1993? Ah, that, a. Finally, a good question. A. Hogsmeade. Or, yep. B. No, I, was, I mean, I'm not saying yep, as in that's the answer. Abergavenny. C. Diagon Alley. D. Godric's Hollow. Abergavenny. Yeah, B. Abergavenny. Whatever it's pronounced. Mm. Tina. Well, I said it as well. Oh, I th- isn't it first? I just said first one to... All right. We all know have... I'm winning. Yeah. That's why I have a chance. Because she cheated at the start. I didn't cheat. You guys said the first one. I never said anything. In what year did Lily and James Potter die? Ah. A, 1987. B, 1985. C, 1981. D, 1980. And 1981. Yeah, it'd have to be 1981. Correct. I thought it was 82, but I was trying to figure out the 11th birthday. But no, it's 81, yeah. Which I said yes, that's fine. So when is Harry Potter set? 1992. 90, 90 between 1990 and 1997. Why? Because that's when she was writing it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or is it 90? I thought they like... No, it's 1992 and... 1992 and 1999. Because they came out... Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. Does it, when does it say the year? It's, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have to do research. Yeah. Oh, okay. You have to be a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> what was the final score of the 422nd uh, uh, Quidditch, Quidditch World Cup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, 170 to 160. B, 180 to 170. C, 160 to 150. D, 170 to 180. Uh, I thought it was like 400 and something. No, this is the one where... Wait, this is say, the one, this say, is say one between, it again. Between, between Ireland and, and Bulgaria. Where? The 422nd yeah, uh, Quidditch yeah. World Cup. So. That's what I'm getting the number confused. Yeah. Ireland wins Read the them crumb. out again. Ireland wins, but Crumb gets the snitch. I think it's D. So read 170 the to 160. 170 to 160. Okay, next one. 180 to 170. 180 to 170. Next one. 160 to 150. 160 to 150. Next one. 170 to 180. 170 to 180. So, wait, so... Two of them are the same. Two of them are the same. Yeah, but it would be like... It doesn't tell me who is first and who is second in the scoring. So you would have to be... I'm pretty sure I remember them saying 170... So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 160 to 170. The people who win are always behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would guess that it would be, my guess would be D, 170 to 180. That's what I said from the start, yeah. All right, well, and what's the what other one? 160 to, oh, okay, yeah, so I'll do 170 to 180. You're wrong. What was it? <laughs> 170 to 160. Oh, so it's one seventy. Oh, it's a, wait, what one sixty? So that's wrong. Yeah, I was trying to answer one that said one sixty in it, but I couldn't figure out the numbers in my head. Mm. Oh well. You get confounded. Yeah, I did get <laughs> confounded. What creatures are depicted on the Fountain of Magical Brethren? Yeah. Uh, muggle, owl, unicorn, wizard, and witch. Wizard, witch, centaur, goblin, and a muggle. Wizard, witch, centaur, house elf, and muggle. Wizard, witch, centaur, goblin, 
and house elf. Last one. Yeah, last one. Correct. Bonus point. What was the statue erected in once that Voldemort had taken over the ministry? It's um, the wizard and the witch on the chairs and all of the people trying to hold the chairs up being crushed. Oh, very good. I wish I would have answered if I had had a chance to say anything. Where did Fred Weasley die? A, in the room of requirement. B, in the great hall. C, in the courtyard. D, outside the room Mm. of requirement. Um, I'm tossing up between Great Hall and, what was it? In the Courtyard. Yeah, it wasn't, I don't think the room requirement was no, there at all because was... that was the whole Fiend Fire challenge. Mm. Uh, I... I'm going to say... He's, there is a scene in the Great Hall, but there's, that's when all the dead bodies I are just wheeled in. I thought it happened in. in just a corridor. Yeah, I think it, I want to say... I want to say the courtyard because Molly was in the Great Hall and I don't think yeah. she saw him That's die. my daughter, no, you right. bitch. That's yeah, exactly right. I think so the courtyard. I'm going to say the courtyard too. Wrong. Oh, it was a outside hall. the room of requirement. Oh, outside the room. Oh, because that would have been just a normal hallway. Mm. Like, you like, let him down. You let like this I man thought, down. I thought it was just a normal hallway. I don't mind letting hallway. him down. See, i got to judge. i got to trust my gut instinct. Mm. Which ear did George Weasley ah. lose? There's yes. only two options so, here. <laughs> left or right? His third. Uh, it is his, his right ear. I mean, I guess I'll just say left, just for posterity's sake. Oh, damn it. I was thinking of a movie. And Closing I was like, the gap. Yeah, you are. To what? Seven ahead of me. in the movie. Oh, no. Mm. The scene that I was... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember that scene properly. The Drink of Despair... The potion Dumbledore must drink to get uh, the locket is what colour? A, black. B, emerald green. C, blue, black. D, ruby, red. Green. I agree. Correct. That was so easy. Who does Harry conjure using the resurrection stone? Mm. Lily, James, Peter Pettigrew and Sirius. (laughs) As if. Lily, James, Sirius and Remus. Lily, James, Remus, and Nymphadora Tonks. James, Remus, Peter, Pettigrew, and Sirius Black. Yeah, James, Correct. Lily, Remus. You guys know Sirius. your stuff. Last one's a real bubblegum question for you. <laughs> what is the best series of books ever written? Lord of the Rings. Wrong. The Twilight series. You got 12 out of 15 right. So, well done but to mm. both of you. But I think if we were doing it as an audible quiz, Tina probably got them all right. Yeah, that numbers yeah. one really screwed me over. Mm. When it comes to numbers, when people tell me numbers rather than reading numbers, yeah. I'm just trying to justify myself. That. Yeah. It's probably 15 ain't bad. Um, so that was a real trial for the audience. There, I think. <laughs> Lucky we did that at the end of a really long episode. Yeah. That would really eased them out of the show. Um, 